following program is a proud member of the Palava family of podcasts. Check out all the shows over at palava.com. That's P-A-L-A-V-I dot com. This. Uh, Governor Palin goes on her tour this weekend. We've been discussing. Um, Michelle Bachman on the verge of announcing. We'll talk to her tomorrow night. We got Mitt Romney on Thursday night. Mitt Romney is, gonna, is going to announce Thursday. They're, Mitt Romney, I thought, came out particularly strong. I liked that he gave the president an F. I thought that was gutsy and the right grade. I, you know, mm-hmm. how did they do in the uh, um, primary? Well, I would say that when I, when I saw Governor Romney's soundbite, I thought, well, Governor, don't hold back. Tell us how you really feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did have that fire and spark that some people have thought he's been lacking. He hasn't been really out that much on television that will pick up if he's uh, if he does that on Thursday. Um, there is a couple of things going on here with Sarah Palin. All of the media and all the pundits and the, cons- and the liberals and the establishment, if I can use the word, yeah. that are making fun of her now, believe me, they will be the first ones falling over themselves to get invited to the holiday party should she actually oh, run for president and become president. Yeah. Michelle Bachman, very principled, uh, believes in the Constitution. You saw there something at, in her speeches that might not come across in a 10-second or 20-second soundbite. Um, so I think that their primary will make them all better candidates, and that was true for President Obama. You. I agree. And remember, people didn't think a guy by the name of Ronald Reagan, a former actor, could be president one day. Oh, good. There you are. Let's get started. One day, somebody's going to have to make a stand. One day, somebody's going to have to say Are you serious? We just did 144 the other day. So really, with that? Wow! Look at yeah, that. Yeah, I think we're we're at 146 today. Wow! Where have I been for 10 weeks? In that chair, I guess. Pretty much. Huh? Strange. So, all right. So, welcome to uh, episode 146 of the Are You Serious <laughs> podcast. Yeah, apparently. Oh, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> So I got to tell you, I am uh, I am in a in a pretty good mood. That am, is amazing. I am not in a bad mood. Uh, all the things that are typically bugging me, um, I'm, they're all still there, but they're not just bugging me. Hmm. Um, yeah, I have not been doing any drugs to give me this state of. It's not I, necessarily I euphoria, you know, and it. it's not even one of those like. I'm not in a bad mood. I'm no. I'm not in a good mood. I'm just not in a bad mood yet. Right. Like I don't right. even feel the impending which is normally, bad mood. Which is normally, you know, like yeah. I wake up and there's that 45 seconds where right. you know anything yeah. could happen. Exactly. And then I just drift right into my go fuck yeah. yourself kind of thing. Although you do, there are moments in the day where like you get to work and you're like, okay, so let's see how this goes. And then there's 45 seconds at work and you're like, all right, now I'm in yeah. a bad mood. So. Um, <laughs> But no, I am in a in a fairly decent mood, and I have to uh, I have to say that I th- I think I have to uh, thank my wife for that. No, we didn't have sex, but um, 
she had scheduled a, mas- a massage for herself oh. for today. And then just the, like the baby was really, really fussy. And, mm. you know, Cole was having a thing. And she didn't want to cancel because if you cancel, they still charge you. Oh, like, that yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah, if you yeah. cancel within a couple hours. She, she, and, and I had like a hell of a day. Like today mm. was just a really, really, really rough day. Like okay. trying to get stuff done and right. um, just really crazy trying to get stuff mm. done it was very very stressful i had a headache up until about two hours ago wow like just all day long huh. um so she's like why don't you just take take the massage mm. and uh and i i had the massage and i'd never been to this massage therapist before right right so um, happy endings massage parlor well you know it was really really funny because yeah that goes you if know, i had known i would have pulled the the audio from that robot chicken <laughs> Where the masseuse chases the guy down and says, happy ending, you need happy ending. And then she hands him an egg roll. Yeah. Everybody get egg roll with massage, happy ending. And then walks away. So <laughs> that did not happen. But, it never um, happens. Of course. But um, no, she did blow me, though. No, oh, I just okay. didn't get an egg roll. No. <laughs> oh. um, she wasn't happy about it either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> Nothing worse than when they cry when they I blow know. you. <laughs> I hate my job. <laughs> Deport me. <laughs> no. Um, or at least leave me in a room with an international banker. Exactly. Did you see another guy? Another guy got arrested for assaulting a, a, a housekeeper. Oh, really? Yeah. And guess what? He's a banker. So anyway, so um, so I went and had this massage, and it was, I got to tell you, my ankle has not felt this great in hmm. months. Um, but, and it was, it was great. It was just so, so relaxing. She laughed at me a couple of times because I couldn't seem to relax. <laughs> she says, you're sh- like, she says like your shoulders are like somewhere up inside your ears, dude. She's like, you gotta fucking relax. <laughs> I said, now I feel really stressed about being relaxed enough. Exactly. Exactly. You're worrying me way too much. For yeah, me to exactly. But it was, uh, it was, it was fantastic. That's good. And we talked about the whole arthritis thing and how, mm. you know, that can help and, uh, so yeah, it was good. She's just like, well, you know, just tell me if I'm if I'm going too deep, and I'm just like, well, why are you putting on that purple glove? And, um, exactly. Do you need that strap on? No, for but this? it was it was. <laughs> what was really funny though is we were talking about because it's it's the place is right next to where I do the film school with the kids, so she oh, knows okay. who I am. To, she didn't necessarily like we'd never met before, but she right. knew of me. We're kind of a big deal, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> She uh she's like, Oh, so you're the you know, you're the guy who does the movie things with the kids and I'm just like, Yeah and um so she's um so we're talking about, you know, the kids the the stuff that they the um the movies that the kids make and stuff like right. that. And she kept and I don't know if she was doing it on purpose. Mm-hmm. I don't know her well enough to know if she's that funny. But okay. we kept talking about how like the similarities of all the stories. Okay. And she says, and they all just, they, and she kept throwing in the phrase happy ending, which was really <laughs> funny. So here I am trying to relax and I got like my face down in that like ring kind of thing. The puffy toilet seat. The puffy seat. toilet seat yeah. thing. My face is down in it. And she's, you know, and I'm, and I'm like, and she, she says, oh, you know, and they all want the happy ending. And I'm just like, what do you say? Because for me, it's like, it's too obvious to go, well, who doesn't, you know? And I'm just there and I'm just like, trying not to laugh and only and the princesses like oh exactly <laughs> so it was uh it was it was really really funny that is good so um 
I would just like to point out that uh, Scott can use everything that you said. Yeah, oh, yeah. It can be all you this time. Bring it, bitch. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, and then extra, you know, 20 bucks. She blew me. So, all right, well, that's um, kidding. It was free. <laughs> I have a magnificent cock. <laughs> wow. That one was for Scott. Okay. <laughs> you just said your magnificent cock was it's for, for Scott. Scott. Yeah. Yes, I did. That's going to really fuck up the campaign. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, um, what's what's new with you? Not not much. We didn't have a tornado. No, there was a two touchdown in Springfield. Yeah, I in guess. Springfield. That's like two hurt. fucking hours away. It doesn't matter. People still got hurt. It's our state. I understand that, and that's all well and fine. But like Olivia's like running outside. We're at the arts center. Olivia keeps running outside looking for the tornado. I'm like, dude, there's the tornado is not going to hit this close. No, no, they don't hit that close to the ocean, do they? I don't think so. Where does they need like don't they need like more open space and you know room trailer to run? parks? I think they you know? derive their energy off a of trailer park. Exactly. So and but the thing is though, like Olivia's sort of like really digging this thing and looking at the weather on her phone like every five minutes, uh, like waiting for it to come down. Meanwhile, yeah, yeah. um like Julie had brought the baby's carriage. She left the van at home, so they were just gonna walk home. Uh, so okay. Lily was just like, I don't wanna leave yet. And like I was going to get the massage, yeah. And she's like, "Lily, what are you doing?" And Lily just looked worried. I'm like, "Dude, are you worried about the tornado?" And she just gave me a little nod uh, and crawled to my lap. I'm like, "Honey, there is absolutely no way a tornado is going to hit." It's just a warning. Exactly. It's just you know, it's in the states, two hours away. Yeah. And it's not like they hit and then you know come down the highway. Well, no, it would get stuck house. in traffic anyway. Exactly. On the bike, so so. Um, I said, there's, there's absolutely nothing to worry about. Well, meanwhile, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, are you fucking kidding me? I would love a tornado to hit my house. <laughs> you, f- I would fucking love that. Are you that. paid up on your insurance? Yes. All right. Bring that <laughs> shit down, Mother Nature. Do something good for once, you Well, bitch. you know what would happen? The CVS, the fire station, town hall, the gas station, and Crosby's would all get hit, and yeah. you would be like Homer Simpson. Right. You, your house. Ned's gone. And it would be, if like, look at it from above, mm. the devastation would be the outline of a middle finger flipping oh, yeah. off my house. Yep. Your house would be the, the fingernail on the yeah. middle finger. Yep. So, but yep. even that doesn't piss me off that. <laughs> even my house not getting hit by a tornado can't bother me today. All right. So, um, yeah. So that was, uh, that's, that's been my day. Okay. See anything good lately? Um, oh no! Wait, you know what I did the other day? You know what we did? No, I'm just kind of in a no, talking. Go ahead. I'm, I'm in a talking mood. We celebrated it's about Olivia, time. 146 Olivia. episodes. I know, huh? <laughs> we uh, we did Olivia's birthday the other day. Okay, she's 11. Wow! And we had a bunch of her friends. Uh, we all went to the beach. Nice. And we went to Breakheart in Saugus. Have you ever been there? It's a nice. It's a nice little thing. You I you think hike so. a little bit. There's, there's some water. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a nice it's a nice time. I've been going there since I was a kid. I love it. Mm-hmm. So uh, we brought a bunch of our friends and then some family met us there. And we all walked up to the water and the kids nice. just played in the water and we had some food and stuff like that. It was a it was a really really nice day. Um, Olivia got um, one of the presents she got from my sister was this old photograph of my sister and me hmm. um, when we were little. It was a Christmas photo. It was taken Christmas 1969, so I'm like hmm. a year and a half. Wow. She's three and a half. And I happened to be wearing um, pink footy pajamas. Of course you do. You are. Yeah. You know? So uh, they just freaking love that. The kids, they, the, her friends, 
laughed like hell. They thought that was hilarious. They're like, we can't wait to tell people at school. And um, so, yeah. So when I was at the school today, I got quite a lot of crap. Yeah. Yeah. From the kids. I was just like, all right, it's all right. I can wear pink. I can own it. I was still pretty damn cute. Yeah. At least everybody knew you were a boy or a girl. Exactly. Yeah. So... So that was pretty funny. We had a nice time. We celebrated my dad's 70th birthday. Wow. Yeah. Nice. So we had a nice time doing that. It was, uh, so it was a nice weekend. It was a good good weekend. That's good. Went on a duck tour. Uh, Never yeah. been on a duck tour. Went on that yesterday mm. with Cole's class. Nice. It was awesome till the duck broke down. Where did you guys go Like to get to the tour thing? Uh, the Prudential Center. Oh, that's boring. Yeah. Yeah, it was around Prudential, kind of near the Christian Science thing the reflecting pool and all that so uh, um and then we did the tour and it was cool it went by your museum mm, i waved i was working i saw you i said hi okay through the walls so um we did have yeah the the, the truck broke down at one point at so, least they didn't ram into a shitload of parked cars like some of them have been known oh to do no actually one of the other ones another one of our group because we had four of them the school oh. and um one of them did get hit by somebody they didn't hit but they got hit oh by well somebody. that's like nothing for yeah. those things. oh yeah exactly it's like oh what what was that but um somebody ours, threw we had like a stuck brake pad or something weird going on with the axle wheel huh. or something like that so but what they do is like the guy was awesome we didn't we weren't delayed we had no real delay like 10 minutes because no, the guy called bad. it in, and I guess they keep one just sort of, they call it the sidewalk duck. And oh. so when one goes down, they bring that in, they move everybody over to the new one, and right, then they have right. a mechanic come, and then they fix that one up, and then that one is then no, the That's extra. a good idea. So for that couple of hours while they're fixing that one, they just, you know, hope to hope that <laughs> nothing yeah. else breaks down. So And the, the, the guide was cool. We had a perfect freaking day for it. Yeah, yesterday was nice. It was great. It was yeah. like everything that you thought could have gone wrong, like like the bus ride down, you're thinking, oh, it's mm. going to be crowded and hot because, you know. But you know right. what? They had enough buses and it wasn't overcrowded. That's good. It was a great, great day. And I got to tell you, the easiest freaking field trip in the world to be a chaperone for because mm. you go from the bus, you walk down to the ducks. You guys went down just for the tour? Yeah. Oh, we went wow. for the tour. Oh. We were supposed to have lunch at the reflecting pool, but again, we had delays. We got stuck at the um, the bridge near your museum. Oh, the, the Craigie Bridge, bridge went up. there? Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. And um, so we got stuck there for about 15 minutes. Well, you it, know, the bridge went up because one of the other boats was going under. Well, not one of ours. <laughs> no, it wasn't one of ours. One of ours, they don't need to go up for that. But there was another one that we had passed while we were sort of going around, mm-hmm. and um, that was the one. Uh. So... Uh, it was good that I had told the kids earlier to flip that boat off. <laughs> so yeah. it worked out good pretty well. Model. So um so that was pretty cool. Nice. So we had a, it was a really uh it was a it was a fun time. I had never been on one of them before, so it was nah, it either. was really fun. It was a good time. Nice. It's a, what about an hour ride? Um you know what? I don't see we got or there. Two. We started I can't remember. It was it was certainly it was not two. Those things are slow at the It was water. a good hour you know maybe and change you know with all the delays and, and they have them in a bunch of a bunch of cities around the around the oh, country yeah. too so and we um he let all the kids as we're on the water he let mm. the kids come up one by one and like drive the uh, boat for a little while yep because i just nice. that up yeah exactly it's good so but i was just glad that like the thing didn't like conk out on the water yeah because just logistically 
to get the kid because you'd have to just tow them back. No, I think I think the other boat can another one can can tow it no problem. Well, that's the thing you got to yeah. tow them back, and that's a big and then you so. But that's a yeah. That I think would have freaked out more kids. Whereas otherwise, we just pulled over. We got off ten minutes later. We were back on another day. Yeah, I would prefer prefer a uh, a propeller failure over a brake failure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. you know what? What's the big deal? You float in yeah, the water. Right. You might bump up against the rock wall or yeah. something. So that's not that bad. So that was um that was pretty interesting. So yeah. how was your? Did you work the long weekend or? No, I was off was it a long weekend? Sunday and Monday. Yeah. So that wasn't too bad. Would you guys do anything good? Eh, not really. <laughs> no. Hang out at my parents' house. Cool. That's about it. They uh they, they took them, they slept overnight Sunday. I'm remembering all this stuff now because I'm just tired. So we went out. Like went out, went out. Nice. For the first time in probably a year. <laughs> Where'd you go? <laughs> we went to the movies. What'd you see? Uh, we saw Bridesmaids. Was it good? That was good. That I'm is dying to see Definitely that. worth seeing. It could be a rental because it might not, you know, warrant the big screen. But honestly, I thought it was funnier than The Hangover, the first one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not into that whole drunken mess of, you know, my life spiraling out of control in a matter of days kind of humor. This one, now I'm going to contradict myself, sort of the same idea. Yeah. But it was believable. Yeah. Well, don't, don't, I don't want to hear too much more about it. All I've heard is that it's good. Yeah. I'm dying to see it. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. Yeah. So that was, that was all right. We, um, we took the kids to see Pirates. Okay. And this is a nice segue into what have we seen lately? I know, huh? It's pretty good. Um, oh, wait. After that, we went to Burton's. Oh, how was that? I liked it. Yeah? Shit's expensive. Yeah. Even with a gift card. Yeah. But for the first date we've had, you know, we, we went when we were in Vegas, we went out to a really nice steak place yeah. in, um, where were we? We were in Las the, Vegas? The pyramid place. We were in, uh, I don't fucking know what building we were in, um, but we went to a really nice place um, there. So November to now, we haven't done really anything. Yeah. And then before November, like fucking nothing. Yeah. Um, but for a one time, you know, every now and then kind of thing, the the steak I had was good. You know, the menu's a little small. Yeah. But it wasn't bad. Cool. Definitely not what I would expect from a mall yeah. restaurant. But it was good. Everything's made fresh. It actually tasted fresh. Yeah. A little, little fresher than normal. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. So, okay. Um, so, Pirates. Pirates. Yeah. I um, I I liked it, then I didn't like it, and then I liked it again. How the, long was it? It was, it's it's over two hours, maybe 2.15. Okay. Um, That's still kind of long. Yeah, it, it was, it was kind of long. The middle was, and that's a problem with the Pirates movies, the middle, it was... Mm. the plot was less convoluted you know they're well, going just like the first one yeah but it yeah. wasn't as fun as the first one okay because the, the the first one was more fun throughout right but you're still you're you're learning the characters exactly and, and i mean it, you're yeah. having a decent time with it and um but there was the middle i thought had it was it was a little bit it felt longish in the middle trim it by about 10 15 minutes, yeah make it a nice lean two yeah. hours so um but but some of it was just 
was was really fun. Like some of the stuff mm. caught me off guard, just really really funny. Like like there were times there were like I was the only one laughing. Yeah. Like I'm not. I'm just gonna ruin this little tiny part That's for fun. you. Spoiler. They're going through one of these caves, and it's got the stalagmites, you yeah. know, coming through, and they're on their way to the Fountain of Youth. And one guy, just one guy, just casually like takes one of the the. I don't know if it's a stalagmite from the ceiling or a, tight. Or, uh, what uh, I might be wrong. They but were coming it's, from the it's ceiling. My, it's my impression that the the way you remember stalagmites hold on tight to the ceiling. Okay. Stalagmites, or either that, or it's a stalagmite, and it might fall on your head. Okay. I don't remember. Whatever so. the one is on the ceiling. Okay. <laughs> one guy kind of just took one and broke it off. Yeah. And another one, like, fell down. Like another one just popped off the ceiling, stabbed and like went through a guy and, and <laughs> killed him. <laughs> and it was just like so out of there. It was huh. just it was just like out of nowhere. It was, it was it's as if they said, "All right, this will be funny. Just do this." <laughs> it was, and I laughed my fucking head off. It was hilarious. Huh. Um, there was one scene in Bridesmaids. I'm not. This isn't. I'm not going to give anything away by okay. even talking about it, but. Two characters, Kristen Wiig's characters talking. I don't even remember to who. Yeah. And she makes this face. And I was the only person that laughed. Yeah. It's just one of those, because I've made that <laughs> face before. That's the, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Kind of subtle face yes. there. I didn't know that the, the the rich girl character that they have in there, that's like the friend of the bride. Yeah. She played Dorme. In uh, Attack of the Clones, she was the one that was blown up in the beginning. Oh, Rose Byrne or yeah, something like that? Yeah, I had no idea. Pretty good, huh? Yeah, because, well, she's hot. I expect you to know. So. <laughs> yes, I do. So I'm looking at her the whole fucking movie. I'm like, where do I know her? I, it's, <clears throat> And then I looked on my phone afterwards. I'm like, oh, I haven't seen anything else she was in. But yeah, it was funny. It definitely was funny. Cool. And then when we came home after we had a whole bunch of wine and stuff, we rented uh, Gulliver's Travels. What'd you think of that? It was a fucking mess. Yeah. (laughs) But you know what, though? It was, I thought it was, because we saw that. We, we like, got it on demand or something Yeah, like that's that. what we did. And the kids laughed. I'm like, and six bucks? All right. And, and Roy's in it from the IT crowd and Catherine Tate and Billy Connolly. I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And it was, you know what it is? It's, <clears throat> sometimes there are movies, like, that are so bad that you, you take it personally. Like, I'm offended that you made this and you tried to pass it off as entertainment. Yes. Okay? Um... I didn't feel that with this. It no, was, it was not a, harmless. It's not a great movie. Not by but any it was stretch like, of the you know imagination. What? It, it, you almost expect them to look at the look at the camera every now and again and go, "Hey, it's a paycheck. We're having a good time." Exactly. Right? Look at how big Jack Black is. That girl forgave him way too fucking oh quick. Oh my god. So I thought it was yeah, like you said, harmless is a good word. It's for it's that just movie. Ellen, Ellen turned to me after and she's like, "So what'd you think of that?" I'm like, "That was kind of a mess." Yeah. She said. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Like, but it wasn't bad. You know what it is? It's kind of one of those things. It's like, it's like getting caught in a rainstorm. You know, <laughs> it's, it happens. You, you, yeah. you dry off and you forget about it. Exactly. You know, but the funny like a thing year is from, a year from now, if you catch that on cable and you're flipping through, you go, oh, it's Gulliver's Travels. Mm. I don't remember this part. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, we were a little bit drunk, um, which explains why we rented that. But like we watch Bridesmaids and Roy from the IT crowd, I forget the, the the actor's name. He's in it and he has a kind of a major role, which is good because he's really a funny Who guy. Who was he in the movie? I don't know the IT crowd. In in what? 
Oh, he was the, the, the douchebag with the robot. Okay. Um, so he was in Gulliver's Travels. Yeah. And then we watched like four episodes of the IT crowd and went to bed. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is up with Roy in our lives today? I don't understand that. That's funny. But yeah. Um, I also watched um, Shutter Island. Oh, I never got around to that. It was not bad. It was pretty good. I, I mean, did. I did sort of. I did guess the ending from the trailer. Yeah, you could figure it out. Yeah, it's not um, that but it, but you know what it was? It was. I don't think it's so much the the destination as as the journey. There was some pretty yeah genuinely you know creepy stuff. And... It reminded me of like um a a, a grown ups non video game version of Silent Hill. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it was good. You know, yeah. Leo did a good job. I love Martin Scorsese. Well, I like the fact that DiCaprio kind of has has worked hard to overcome that um, teeny bopper shit. Yeah, that Titanic right fourteen year old girl thing. I respect him as an actor, just like Matt Damon. Yeah, and actually Ben Affleck to a certain degree. Yeah, they're, they're good when they're not doing stupid shit. I respect Affleck. As an actress, um, no, I'm kidding. I like, I, like, I respect him as a director, though. Definitely, yeah, more as a director. Yeah, yeah. he's done. He was a bomb in Phantoms, yo. Oh, yo. Anywho, <laughs> um, did you watch the New York episode of Glee? Yeah. Okay. I spent that up. I didn't. I haven't watched the whole thing yet. No, oh, geez, you didn't see the end. I didn't see the end. Right. I don't think I saw the end. No, I don't think I've. It kind of ends almost like the middle of an episode. Okay, so I found myself really just not caring, and I think it's even like the whole. Oh, okay, we're going to nationals. We're there. We're Mm -hmm. in the fucking hotel room. Yeah, you know what? I'd like you guys to start writing the songs you're going to sing in, you know, thirty hours. Yeah. They should have had songs ready to go. I blamed, and I've been talking on the the Gleecast forum about this. I was you know, on Palaver. Um, I blame Will. It's all Will's fault. He had no control over the students at all, and he fucking took off. Yeah, I don't. I don't know the whole the whole thing. You know what? You can tell me what the fuck happened because I'll. They don't. I'll go back they don't place it. in the top ten, so they can't go on. So now they have to go back. It's Rocky all over again. Yeah, you know what it is though. You know what they need to do? They need to graduate some of these fuckers. Yeah. Okay, because this show's been on two seasons now. They're all like a bunch of them are Jew. How the fuck are they all in the same grade? For one thing, I think that's retconned. Okay, and then it's like, okay, they were <laughs> sophomores when they started. Sure. Yeah, that would work. Yeah, because the juniors this year. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, Puck should be a senior. Yeah, Puck should be a fucking like sophomore in college. You know, he's got that whole fucking 90210. Puck should be working under me. He's that old. He's a, it's, oh my God. So. So do you want to know the whole thing? Yeah. Tell me like what finally happened. So they sing I their... think I left it where, let me think about where okay. this kind of left. Um, I saw where Kurt and Annoying Bitch were like outside of Tiffany's drinking coffee. Yeah. Not working on the shit they need Not to. working on the shit they need to do because 
uh, oh, they broke into the place. The dude let them have 15 minutes. They were singing a that song. That was actually kind of nice. I, I, I like the fact. I can honestly believe a security guard would let them do I that. I can see that, yeah. too. But you know what, though? These two are so driven. They want to succeed. But mm. let's go be starry-eyed and, and not do the shit that we need to <laughs> and do. And not try to win. You know? Because, you know what? Yeah. They do this bullshit. It's just like, you know what? I want it so much that I should get it. Well, yeah. you know what? Let's show them doing some of the fucking work. I think it's a failure in writing. I think yeah. a third of the episode could have been them auditioning songs, trying stuff out, working on things, arguing about who's going to sing I'm sorry, they the should lead. have been doing that shit before they got to New York. That should have been I know, an episode I know. before they even left. But then a, a, a little bit, not even a third of it, could a quarter of what was left could have been um, them, Shu, saying, okay, it's tomorrow... You have six hours, see the city, and come back. You've worked hard enough. That's all it would have taken. Yeah. I would have been, okay, fine. Then they can do then all, they all the go shit on they want to do. Adventures. But instead, Puck's over at the bar with Lauren trying to get fucking drunk, and Shu takes off to uh, uh, to see April's yeah. show, the theater. Well, you failed them. Yeah, most definitely. So what, uh, what ended up happening? <sighs> Rachel talks with sunshine in the bathroom she's she's gonna not she's gonna quit she's gonna run away she's scared to death wait sunshine the little asian girl yeah the, the, when the fuck did she get there the vocal adrenaline she's the, oh, okay she's the lead for that oh, okay that's right um so she, rachel says no if you want it you do it and they, she apologizes they have their moment which makes me think that she's gonna switch out of vocal adrenaline because it's too strict yeah you know next season she needs to be yeah, they need her back. Yeah. They definitely need she's her back. A, she's a good character. She's a great singer. I'd, I would appreciate a little variety now after two seasons. Um, so she nails it. I don't know what's... I don't remember the songs now because we're talking two weeks ago, yeah. I think. Um, and then New Directions come out and... It was it was a little underwhelming. I think on purpose. What was the song about? I don't... What it was, song? It was Rachel and Finn singing. And at the end, they kissed. And in the middle of the fucking song, Jesse St. James, sorry, Jesse St. Douchebag shows yeah. up and sits down. Where the fuck was he the whole time? He just showed up while they did were they singing get, the didn't song. Didn't they get rid of him? I don't know. So was, they need they need to beat him with a ball-peen hammer. Like, just get Why rid of him. Bring Why the him fuck back? bring him in? I don't know. As a consultant? I don't know. Will's judgment this whole end of the season is... Not questionable doesn't yeah. even begin to describe it. He's just they've they've lost his character yeah. pretty much. Um, um, what's her face there? The chickie with the blonde hair that had the kid. Quinn. Quinn gets a haircut. Okay, looks really nice. Short. Yes. Short. Short. Kind of short, a little off the shoulder. Okay. She looks good. Jennifer Aniston style, that kind of thing. A little more, a little younger. Okay. Kind of. I don't like Aniston. Um, so they don't they don't place. Everybody blames them for the kiss. But the last shot of the show is is them being all welcoming to each other in the fucking choir room. Like Quinn's like Quinn, who had a huge problem with everything. You know, Finn breaks up with her. Yeah. Rachel, that whole thing. She smiles and waves the two of them into the room. What happened to the character? arcs you would she should develop. be she should be pissed and hurt she's a teenage girl she can't get over this shit that quickly no yeah this is not the adult world where it's like oh well we all gave it our best shot no no you two fucked it up 
Yeah. Because if Jesse St. James says, oh, well, it was the kiss, that's what did it. First of all, who, why the fuck are you going to believe him? Nobody should believe anything that guy right. ever said. Is, is that what he said, that it was the kiss that ruined it? Yeah. Was it a song at the end of which a kiss could be... It could have worked. Could have worked? Yeah. It worked, it worked for the song? It was a Yeah, it was all right. Kind of I would like duet. to point out that I watched the last... Um, and let's not get into the semantics of the show here. But I watched the last battle round on The Voice, and the last two people that they paired up kind of hooked up during the course of the uh, the show. Oh, yeah? Like, for real? And then they fucked on stage. Pretty much. No, they kissed at the end of the song, and everybody went fucking crazy. I was even like, holy shit, that's yeah. awesome. So... It's not good for show choir, but it's okay for national TV. Right, it's, it's like, come on. And then no. they they picked the wrong person. I wanted the I wanted the girl to go through, and they took the cowboy dude. Back but to Glee. Whatever. The show needs major. They're major getting because like, writing like, staff now. It's not going to be the three same guys doing the episodes anymore. But here's the thing: it's like all the stuff that made it fun and interesting. Yeah. Okay. Is gone. Sue is no longer this crazy ass bitch well for one episode she wasn't okay and but she has no reason now it would be absolutely insane for her to come back and still be trying to ruin the fucking glee club yeah that got old okay it got old really really fast yeah i I don't understand we have surreal like actions from some characters we have really like like the whole like, like the whole little legion legion of doom there I thought was hilarious. That was fine. But yeah. then but and you could leave that in there but it can't be within a same show that is like talking about bullying. Like That's what I was going to say. Fuck? Yeah. It's like a you, surreal after school special. You can't have the it gets better campaign in the show with her dressed like fucking Ziggy Stardust in a Starbucks. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, or, exactly. Or, or in the same thing, you know, where Artie is going to you know, use this device to walk because he wants to dance with Brittany. You can't have Sue dressed up with green fucking face paint dressed like the Grinch. Yeah, exactly. You can't do that type of stuff. And like you said, the viewers you know, won't know. I don't know. How do I, how do I take this? So is, is the shit with Kurt not serious? That's the thing. It's like they, they pick and choose. It's like, okay, this stuff with this character is going to be mm-hmm. serious. And we're going to try and give a message. And we're going to try and be Which is great. Relevant. It's but, the, but you know what? definitely a show to then do it with. Do that every show. Don't Sue, have the surreal shit. Sue would need to, to answer go. for her bullying exactly. as well. So uh, out of the show is... You get rid of Jane Lynch. You have three quarters of the show is down the tubes. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. She's the best character in the show. Yeah. And Santana, when she makes out with Britney. Which isn't going to happen. I know. I want them to get back together. Maybe. We'll see. She needs to get comfortable with herself, so. That's all right. I'm sure there's a porn version of Glee out there somewhere. Probably. Little girl-on-girl action. So, I don't know. Anyway. We'll see. see. I'm curious to see what they try to do, but I'm tired of, of the stereotypes with the songs. Yep. Hey, Jewish girl sings Barbara Streisand. Every fucking time. Great. We know she wants to get. She. We. We know how badly you want it, Rachel. Let's see you do some fucking work. Let's see her suffer a little bit. Like, honest to God, suffer. Yeah. Let's and all see the shit sunshine with fucking come fish in lips here guy. and take it over. All the, the, oh, the kid loses his fucking he's, house. He's dating Mercedes now. What? That was that was one of the last things. Was um Kurt 
And um, that I'm sorry. You know what? The really fucking mixing and matching guy. on the show is bullshit. He would never. He would never. He would never date Mercedes. Why is that? Because she's a fat girl. He's shallow like that. You think? Yes, I do. Hmm. Because he's a high school sixteen year old, sixteen year old boy. Okay, who was okay? If you say that, was, was then, oh, messing around with Quinn before. Okay, he's on the football mm, team. You know, you know, there is no fucking way. Did, Especially they, since you haven't seen, like, you haven't seen that happen. No, they they did the prom episode oh, where big they all went deal together for thirty that's, seconds. That's all it takes for this show. Oh my god, it's such bullshit. So plain, I mean, Blaine. And Kurt have their I love you moment, which was nice. That's fine. Because um, that's a relationship that's like stable. Yeah. So that's good. But then Kurt, uh, Fish Lips, what's his name? Corey? Um, I no. Don't know. No, no, that's a real. Sam. 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 Sam and Mercedes come up and, and um, they talk to him for a minute. And as they walk away, one of them said, do you think they noticed? And I thought, nobody gives a shit if you're fucking dating. And then they hold hands. And I'm like, oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, God. So fucking lame. Uh, but no, you know what? I'm that, sorry. I don't buy part, it. The, I don't buy the it. The line plays into the how self-centered everybody thinks. It's like, oh, what I'm doing is the most important thing. So that tiny little oh, aspect but, of but it. But you know I'm what? Okay it's with. bullshit. I would like to see them date somebody outside of the Glee Club. That's one thing. I would yeah. honestly just like to see somebody hanging around the door watching them sing. People walk by all the time. If people are belting out fucking amazing sounding songs, you're telling me nobody's going to stand there and, and I'm watch? Sorry, and I'm going to go back to something I've said before. They do. I mean, I'll give them credit. Some of the production numbers they do. Yeah. All right. The, 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 they do really, really well. Yeah. And if you had that shit going on in your school, mm-hmm. do you really think people are going to be throwing slushies in their fucking face every day? We haven't really had them suck. No. Everything they did, even in early in the first season, okay? Yeah. Didn't suck. Yeah. All right? Well, because Rachel was really, really good. Exactly. Yeah. All right? So you never got to see them, like, be the bottom of the barrel. You got to see them treated like the bottom of the barrel. But yeah. then it's just like they come up with all this shit. And then... Oh, wait a minute. I want to be in the Glee Club. And oh, I want to be in the Glee Club. The only motivation Sue had to hate the Glee Club was that if there was enough membership or whatever resources, school resources hmm. would be would have been moved from materials yeah. toward the Glee Club, which I thought was valid. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And you could have had her fucking little cartoonish ways of trying to torpedo that. Mm-hmm. But then it's just like oh, wait a minute, we're really, really popular now and people are paying attention. Let's have a message in every fucking show. Well, when when Sue tried to, to stuff Britney in the cannon and risk killing her. But you know what, though? I thought that was great. That was a uh, it throwback was, it to was, first season. That was great. It was, was funny, great. but I think it took it one joke too far where it's like, oh my God, she's a fucking psychopath. But you know what, though? But it she was, wasn't cartoon psychopath anymore. It was, she is willing I, to I kill I actually somebody. enjoyed that because I was just like, oh, fine, great, finally, somebody right. old Sue. It was if, great. If the show is comedy. Right. If it's a message show, she needs to go to jail. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to. I don't know, I don't know where what they're gonna it. do. Uh, we spent more time on Glee than. Yeah, but I finally so. got out what I wanted to say about it because you finally watched that episode. 
Yeah, well, most of it. I probably got about three quarters of the way through it. So yeah, we got we got um, the Jewish girl with the large nose. She, yeah, she, she says oh, God, it herself. Start on this singing fucking singing Barbara Streisand. We have the, the the homosexual a teenage male singing all the, the show women show tune songs. Right. I was just gonna say show yeah. tunes. Um, we have the the. Um, Plus size African American girl. You could say she's a fat black chick. No, I'm gonna be polite. I'm not, and she's singing soul and R and B exactly. And you have the messed up lesbian who sings like the Amy Winehouse shit. Right. It's like can can we not stereotype? Seriously, and I gotta tell you bit? something. Like, why the fuck? Like Santana did the uh, the way Amy Winehouse song yeah. was fucking awesome. She's good. Like, how come these kids don't like? How come none of them? Okay, It'd be like you know what? Fuck Glee Club. My shit rocks. I'm gonna go get a record deal. Yeah. Why don't Why don't Why don't Santana and Britney and Puck and Artie start a band? Yeah. Artie. See now that would be and, interesting. And um, Finn. Finn plays drums. Yeah. Artie it would be interesting guitar, to see a right? section of of the Glee Club like go off and start doing gigs. Start doing like do yeah. do, do weddings, do club gigs, and stuff like that, and see how that affects mm. their their commitment to I the, could see Artie rolling club. in. I gotta go. Gots to get paid. Yeah. That's a line he could easily Oh, deliver. easily. He's the blackest white kid in a wheelchair on TV. <laughs> He's blacker than the kid who was on Malcolm in the Middle. Oh. <gasps> What's wrong with <laughs> that kid? <laughs> uh, he got jacked towards the end of the series. Did yeah, you notice that? Yeah, the kid grew up. Stevie. That was yeah. his name, yeah. Uh, just like Urkel, under yeah. the under those suspenders and sweaters, he'd fucking rip you in half. Yeah. I'd be um, jacked too. That's why. That's why Carrot Head looks the way he does because he's a carrot top. Carrot Head, fucking douchebag. <laughs> carrot Head's a whole other that's, show. That's yeah, a, that's well, that, but that's why Carrot Top looks the way he does because he's fucking Carrot Top. Yeah. So he's got to have a body like Schwarzenegger. Um, was I gonna say what? There's like been no other season finales. Everything is done. Yeah, everything's done. Um. Yeah, what are you looking forward to this summer? Futurama starting up in a couple weeks. Yeah, uh, Doctor Who's going on right now. Yeah, Weeds will start pretty soon. This next episode of Doctor Who. Oh, sorry, in England, yeah. the next episode of Doctor Who because they skipped a week. BBC America said, "Oh, it'll be day and date with yeah. with England," and then Memorial Day happened, and they're like, "In two weeks." So I've already watched it because yeah. fuck you, BBC America. Because I'm not going to let all of the people I know from England spoil what's going to happen in the next episode. This is right. this is a three season event that's been built up to around not this really. one character, and it's going to be like I'm shutting my fucking phone off. Like I don't care if the if works on fire and they need my help. I need to see what happens with River Song and and the Doctor. You're not seeing the awesome lightning show behind you no. out that window. It's pretty cool, but I'm not hearing any thunder. So. No, so it's all just heat lightning, huh? Uh, just a dude in my backyard with flashlight. Flashlight. He's just holding his hand in front of it. <laughs> it's a flashlight. He's uh, fucking a uh, flashlight. So, yeah, Futurama, Doctor Who. Yeah. Other stuff starts up, but I can't think of what it is. Weeds. And then I'll have uh, probably in uh, July, I'll get a, what do you call it? Mad Men. Mm. That'll start like July or August. Yeah, the AMC stuff will start up then. Yeah. But uh, Walking Dead's still going to be in October, apparently. Yeah. Because that worked, so keep it that way. 
Yeah, so I don't know um, what I'm going to watch during the summer. I was kind of thinking about getting Hulu Plus because you mm-hmm. got access to all those old shows and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but it's eight it's, bucks a month for stuff like for could, TV. Yeah, for TV stuff that I could. I pay eight. But you know what they now. do have though? They have like all the Criterion Collection movies, like old, hmm. good classic Is it stuff that Netflix doesn't have. Maybe. Hmm. So, I don't I, know. Uh, do they do high def? I believe so. Yeah. And you can like all the TV stuff. All the TV Xbox. stuff is HD. Okay. So I don't know. Eight bucks yeah. might be worth it. I mean, I, I I have cable. Yeah. So, I mean, it's stuff I could steal. I mean, I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah. The fuck, come and get me. <laughs> I don't think those people are listening. I don't think That's what so I'm doing either. with Doctor Who. That's what I did last season with Doctor Who. It was two weeks behind over here. And I'm like, fuck that. If it's available, I'm going to see it because I'm going to buy it on DVD regardless. I just want to see it yeah. when other people see it. I just have to wait for somebody to, um, you know, capture it make the proper file right. upload it and then you know so by the time i get home from work it's like right there and it takes yeah. literally like six minutes in and out like a thief in the night that's or, what she said yes thank you all right i think we need to do a break certainly and then and then we have to play catch up with some of the stories because people are like you didn't read the story i sent you scott so i gotta we gotta bitch, catch bitch, up bitch, on some bitch, stuff bitch, bitch, bitch. yeah i think we're in trouble with his voicemail Let's i ain't see. afraid of him all right uh we'll be right back Are you tired of podcasts that aren't Cinerama? Are you tired of hearing podcasters with voices like mine when they could have a cool accent instead? Are you tired of your current penis size? Hi, I'm Reverend Scott, and if you're anything like me, there's virtually no limit to the amount of Cinerama you'd like to listen to if you could, and positively no limit to the amount of penis you could be packing if you could either. Well, you're in luck, because not only is Cinerama returned bigger and better than ever, but so will your penis. In fact, men and women will see a two to four inch increase in their penis size just after five episodes guaranteed. That's right, folks. Cinerama is back. It's leaner. It's meaner. It's more focused. It's more coherent. And it will give you more girth. Cinerama is guaranteed to make your life better. And if you don't believe Reverend Scott, then fuck you. Cinerama is available on iTunes or cinerama.podomatic.com. If you're enjoying this podcast, perhaps you'd be interested in GleeCast. You watch your tone, young lady. Hey, we're not forcing you to download the internet's best, or at least most booze-filled podcast about Glee. You want to be me. 
Who doesn't, Sue? But we know we can't be. Instead, Erica and Emily... Uh, Emily and Erica. Who am I? I just don't know anymore. I'd love to stay in chat, but I got a satellite interview. Sorry, we get off topic a lot. The point is, listen to GleeCast following every new episode of Glee. Plus, our sporadic bonus content on some of the greatest bad cinema that incorporates musical theater or sweet dance moves. I'm going to ask you to smell your armpits. The right or the left? That's the smell of failure. Failure smells like dove. Mine has a pleasant lady speed stick scent. Kind of makes me think of candy canes. Your resentment is delicious. Visit gleecast.podomatic.com or search for us in the iTunes store. That's gleecast with a K, part of the palaver.com family. That's P-A-L-A-V-R.com. Boy, the only thing missing from this place is a couple dozen bodies limed and rotting in shallow graves under the floorboards. We're working on that. In a world that has a country called England. Three cinephiles battle weekly against the onslaught of movie releases. They review, dissect, and discuss until each is defeated. Jordan is the host. Ian is the sweary one. And Noel is the grandpa. And together they are the 35mm heroes. Dig it, bitches. That can save you some time. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know that. That that that'll come in handy for photographs. Yeah, um, we're talking about porn, folks. No, because we may we may go down to um, DC for my cousin's wedding. We're trying to figure that all out. No, that's cool. And um, now that I don't have the old, 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 old yeah. type of laptop, like all I really need to do is bring yeah. this with me, and I can store photographs and movies yeah. and stuff on it instead of having to take one for Wi-Fi because right, the Wi-Fi exactly. card and the old like white plastic. Mac laptops, yeah, they were fucking terrible. They really. I were. never had a problem with mine. Oh Still my god, works. I couldn't connect to something I could see. Yeah, it was bad. It could have just been worn out. I got to tell you though, I'm a little pissed with Verizon. I called them twice. Like my internet has been wicked, wicked slow, hmm. and I get fine signal to the wireless modem and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it'll just it'll slow down. I don't know. I'll be watching something on Hulu. Yeah, and it'll stop. You know, really? Yeah, and need to buffer or bullshit. It's like, what the fuck? I'm paying for Fios, okay? You shouldn't buffer at all. I know, and I'm pissed. Not on a show, okay? maybe a... No, but not even a movie. Not even a movie, because it's just... No, no, not at all. And it's only been like this for the last... I think I called them twice in the last, like two, in the last two weeks. Mm. And it gets to be one of those things where they'll try a bunch of stuff, they'll see that, you know, they'll reboot the, the modem. I think it's a right. problem with the modem. Okay. You know? And they're just, oh, well, you know, it's only a year old and stuff. I'm like, I don't give a shit. It doesn't matter. Year shit old. goes bad. Exactly. 
So I'm going to call him again. I'm going to say, come and fix mm. the fucking modem. Replace it. Cause yeah, just replace I'm getting it tired of this. Yeah. I mean, you're renting the modem. Yeah. So. I, I like how the PlayStation 3 works with Netflix. Um, yeah. The, um, the Xbox will go to a screen and it'll say, your connection has slowed. And it'll say, you know, rebuffering right. or whatever. And then it's like you, you get the shitty low right. standard def. The PlayStation will jump back and forth just automatically. Yeah. So, like, if you st- if I start up Parks and Recreations, I've been watching a bunch of them again lately, and I'll hit display, and up in the corner, I'll get a thing that'll tell me the bit rate. And I think it's the bit rate, but it'll say um, low SD, medium SD. Yeah. It'll go up to high SD, then it'll be oh, low so it'll HD. Change the- and it'll, it'll step up to X high HD. Yeah. Which, because I have the thing hardwired with an Ethernet cable, it'll stay up there on the on the X which is nice. But if it drops, it just drops a little bit and my wife doesn't care that much. The kids don't notice. And, but I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Only if it drops down to low or low HD or standard def. The rest of it it's it's a subtle subtle differences in detail. I went to the movies the other day and they started playing the trailers and I could see that it I mean you could see everything, but I knew that it was framed a little low, yeah. just because of the way the writing at the beginning of the, like the uh, green band of the trailer. You, you know, you know what I mean. You know yeah. exactly what I mean. And yeah. projectionists out there, you know what I mean. And I'm sitting there, and I'm. I think I was using telepathy. I'm like, oh, just fucking fix this. Mm-hmm. It's it's like, it's a sixteenth of a turn. Just fucking do it. Yeah. Just fuck. And then I see yeah. it like, and I, it's a counterclockwise turn exactly too, on the strong projectors. Right. Yeah. And I said, just just. Just fucking just tap it. Thank you. There and and it was it was like they saw it. I'm like I don't know who the fuck was up See, there. See, I honestly believe it's because of that story we we're going to talk about. Last, uh, did we talk about it with the light and the, yeah, the I Sony projectors? Did. I think that yeah. that they're getting on top of people. I make hope this so. shit as good as it can look. So I hope so. All right, you want to so. start getting into this shit? Because yeah, I, I got to work in the morning, so I don't know how long we can do tonight. First one I have here is Noah's Ark is bound for London Olympics. Oh, wow. Yeah, good for you, London. Party animal boat, as it were. Um, Noah's Ark is set to appear on the River Thames in, I think, the Thames? Thames? Thames. 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 In time for the London Olympics, if Boris Johnson gives a Dutch boat builder's scheme the thumbs up. The London mayor has been asked by modern-day Noah, Jonah Hubers... I would, I, if my name was Jonah, I would get stuck in a whale for God. I wouldn't build an ark. Um, yeah. Uh, for permission to moor a recreation of the biblical flood beating vessel on the river, and the signs are Johnson will agree. It is to tell people there is a Bible, said Hubers. Hubers, Hubers, I don't know. Hubris? <laughs> H, it's, his name's spelled H U I B E R S. I'm going to say Hubers. Hubers. Just to say that. It rhymes with goobers. <laughs> and that when you open it, there is a God. It's a simple meaning. Made out of solid Swedish pine over a base of... What do you think it's made on top of? Cake? 25 barges. Uh-huh. Yeah, because that's how the original arc was made. Because God's made 300 cubits by 900 cubits on top of 25 metal barges. Yeah. <laughs> Johan, that's his name, Johan, not Jonah. Johan's Joanne. Ark is 138 meters long, 23 meters wide, similar to the 300 cubits by 30 cubits dimensions. Oh, see, I gave him a lot more credit for the boat there. Hmm. 
um, used by the biblical Noah. As in the Bible, the ark will be filled with pairs of animals, but this time they will all be same-sex animals. No, they will be. <laughs> that would be awesome. They will be. There's some parts of the Bible I like and some parts I don't like. That's a that's a Futurama line right there. Um, in that version, Noah was wearing a pink handkerchief around nice. his neck. Um, and he was wearing short shorts. I'll be your cruise director. <laughs> um, but this time they will be model animals like the giraffe in the picture. If everybody can take a look, there's a giraffe in the picture there. That guy was on the donkey. It's just a guy on a donkey. <laughs> that was back in 1992 and the first Ark Huber's built was half size so it could still sail on Dutch canals. Huber's made nearly the 1 Dutch. million pounds out of the smaller Ark by charging people to board it and has effectively plowed that cash back into the current project, which should be finished by next month. Sounds dirty. Yeah. He was letting people come aboard and fuck. And then he plowed it. And then he plowed it. Let's see. A um, bestiality boat. You can fuck any one of these animals that you want. That's how I'll raise my millions. You want to fuck a gorilla while its mate watches? $5,000. Oh, my God. All right, we're going to stay with religion here for a little bit. Um, this is one of those, and uh, I was, I was talking, Stefan had posted this on the forums there on Palaver. And, um, I said, this is, this is like great, but I don't want to root for either side. Ah, it's like, kind of like how I feel about hockey. The Ku Klux Klan counter protests the God hates fags church. Wow. Who the fuck do you root for? <laughs> It's like, good for you for, oh, you know wait, who you're you the root, fucking clan. You know who you root for? That's when you hope. It's just like, come on. You root for comedy. Where, no, where the fuck is now like one of these random 90-year-old drivers who just every now and again accidentally plows into a, a, a crowd of people? Where the fuck is that guy? I don't know. That's what know. you need. That's the third. That's the, the 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 third part of that party that you need. Okay, you need to have a driver's re-education course for you know, yeah, for aged seniors who have had accidents and just let them go in the same fucking field. Yeah, you know what you do. You know what you do. You sponsor a hey, who can hold your golf club the highest in a field contest during a <laughs> thunderstorm, and let those two just fucking work it out with God. Yeah. Or whomever. Can I, can I read it? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, this is from Gawker. Uh, members of the delightfully quirky Westboro Baptist Church showed up at Arlington Cemetery on Memorial Day. <laughs> That's fucking bold. Just to remind everyone through the use of excessive signage that God loves dead soldiers. <laughs> Let's bring hookers to Mecca. <laughs> That's what we'll do next. But luckily for people who uh, hope to visit the cemetery without encountering hateful bigotry, brave members of the Ku Klux Klan showed up to counter-protest anytime, <laughs> anytime you are heralding the arrival of the Klan. It's you know like, you're on the wrong side oh, of history. Oh, thank God help has arrived oh shit i'm supposed to be happy about this we'll be kind of like the guardian angels but we don't like black people <laughs> it's like sophie's choice and but everybody still dies <laughs> i know 
This led, as one might guess, to a true meeting of the minds, as mediated by a CNN. You know, I'm, will, I'm willing to bet that the back rooms and the little conversations between the two groups would have ended up being like a promo for our show, because they'd be looking at each other. Are you serious? Really? Are you the fucking hood? Are you serious? Are you serious? You know, God hates fags. Are you serious? Uh, okay, here's some quotes. Gay pride parade goes right through it, and their their heads just explode. <laughs> Two ends against the middle. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'm going to let you continue. It's the soldier that fought and died and gave them the right to free speech, said Dennis Labonte, a self-described imperial wizard of the KKK group that he said he formed several years ago. That's fine, said Abigail Phelps, the daughter of Westboro Baptist Church fucking maniac founder Fred Phelps. <laughs> they have title. no moral authority on anything. People like them say it's white power, white supremacy, Phelps said. The Bible doesn't say anywhere that it's an abomination to be born of a certain gender or race. Actually, check that. Women. It's pretty fucking terrible to be a woman in the Bible. Or a baby. Or if you don't have a beard. Or a gay woman, beardless baby. Or if you're on your period. Or if you've had sex. Or if you could be sold as a slave. While you have your period. Oh, God. I just got stoned. Like somebody threw a rock at me because you said that. Ironically, I all I heard was Billy Joel's Let the River Run. Oh, no, it's Carly Simon. Labonte <laughs> insisted he is not a racist nor a hate monger. Member of the clan. <laughs> Member of the clan. <laughs> but said he is. <laughs> I love that. It's like, the no, mafia no, no, it going, it's like the mafia going, no, no, no. We're just a social club. We're a bunch of legitimate businessmen. Social club for legitimate businessmen. <laughs> The clan the is sign just this, says legitimate businessman. The clan place is just of gathering. A, a social club for for Caucasian for the centrally challenged for cause <laughs> ca- Caucasian centric discussion. Labonte insisted he is not a racist nor a hate monger, but said he believes the white race is slowly and most assuredly being denigrated. We can only imagine the brave men and women who sacrificed their lives in the service of this country looking down from heaven. And this is the only time I'll probably like entertain that thought. Uh, onto this engaging intellectual discussion and knowing once and for all that their lives were not lost in vain. Can oh you my. imagine them all sitting up there? Hey, Joey, look at these fucking assholes. You fucking kid. Are you, f- are you serious? I don't know why every voice I'm going to do is from like Long Island and it's Italian today but it just I gotta I gotta tell you though being man, incredulous can you just imagine works. like the line at the porta potty like at this time <laughs> like what the fuck like just, are you fucking kidding me like what <laughs> that's that's like a joke from a bad comedy it really is oh thank god the clan's here right and you know it would be somebody like Chris Rock saying the line. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. About fucking time we got some help <laughs> from the clan. Oh my god. Can you imagine? Oh my god. That was that's just just like wait a minute. Wait, no. We, where did all this happen? I just picture some like Arlington weird, National Cemetery. Arlington National Cemetery. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> The military cemetery. My fucking god, that's just so fucking. You funny. know the eternal flame. Yeah, to, tomb of the unknown soldier. Right, that's all there. Right. Oh yeah. The huge, famous. Like yeah, that's like if you that's, saw that's Private Ryan. That's where you, you saw go. the cemetery. Exactly. Yeah. 
next. Mm, that's that's. But that's just like really fucking funny. <laughs> it is. It's fucking messed up. Because you, know, you picture like you know to gather. You you would think though a group would need some sort of permit or something. Uh, you yeah. know, hold a rally or something like that. Yeah. You know that there was someone in the office at the at the cemetery going, okay, we got. We got the Baptist fucker, crazy motherfuckers, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. They they want more. They, oh my god! You know who just called me? We're gonna give him the same day. Yeah, just come down at um, come down at two. New office pool. <laughs> All right, who's got death by stabbing? Oh, <laughs> let's just let's just. I would you, then you put out lawn chairs, oh, man. and and watch with a sign that says "No, trust us. This will be hilarious." But in that, I mean, if you had to pick a side, where do you go? There's, there is no, there is no, there isn't, there is no place to go. No, there is. This is definitely. Where, I would, I would stand there with a sign that just said, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, you got me. I don't know. And you can stand next to me with a sign that says, "Can you believe this shit?" <laughs> <laughs> and then we can have Ellen will stand there with a sign that says, "Thank God." The clan arrived. <laughs> and then underneath, what the fuck? <laughs> that's the thing is, though, if anything like like happened, if there's any rioting, that's when the yeah. police show up oh, yeah. and it's D.C. So it's a whole bunch of black cops show up. <laughs> OK. <laughs> and you know what? They roll up their sleeves and they go, all right, I don't give a fuck about camera phones and nothing, but I'm going to go kick some ass. <laughs> I'm a gay black cop. I'm gonna, kill, <laughs> I'm gonna kill somebody, an and then I'm gonna suck his dick. A veteran gay black. Cop. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. That, that is. That's but one it, of it the most the beginning of a stories. Joke. Yeah, that, that's a fucking yeah. riot. I can't believe these fucking guys are here. I can't believe these fucking guys are fucking here. Yeah. Can you believe I honestly think once Fred Phelps dies, the whole thing's just going to fade away. No, because his daughters is were bad as him. I can't see Shirley carrying the thing on though. I really can't. I don't. I don't know. She doesn't have that that poltergeist too, you know, charisma that, that <laughs> You're Fred gonna has. Die. Exactly. I swear to God, it's the same fucking guy. Y'all oh, gonna think so. die in there. <laughs> Y'all gonna die. Get the fuck out of here, Fred. <laughs> I want to drink your bone marrow. <laughs> and you know what? He's just slightly younger than the pedophile on Family Guy. Yep. Chris, yep. come on out and play. You fat fuck. <laughs> You're going to die, Chris. All right, next. Then I'm going to suck your dick. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Oregon Senate <laughs> votes to end faith healing defense for parents. <laughs> Following the tra- a good idea. Yeah. Following the tragic and preventable deaths of children whose parents believed faith rather than medical care would cure their ailments, the Oregon Senate voted last week, when, it, when was this? To turn on their fucking brains. <laughs> <laughs> and eliminate, quote, faith healing as a legal defense and allow prosecution, prosecutors to seek murder charges against parents who deny their children medical care for religious purposes. I have three related articles and one of them is not actually related. Oregon faith healing parents must surrender child, the true face of faith healing, and I'm going to wait till you're done drinking that or else you're going to spit it all over my room. Boy Scout executive claims molestation were parents' fault, not Boy Scouts of America. I know what story we need to go do right now. Like the Vatican said it was the 60s that was responsible for all of the molestations. It was all the cock. 
There was just a whole lot of cock. I'm just fucking giving these to Scott now, aren't I? This whole show's a fucking disaster. In a twisted attempt to deflect blame from his own organization, a Boy Scouts executive declared Thursday that the parents of molested children were responsible for the sexual abuse and guilty of possibly Listen, this is what happened. criminal we, neglect. We were camping. We were camping. We're outside camping, sleeping out under the stars in a tent. This little boy had to go. He had to go pee. His parents didn't give him a flashlight. Thank so God the clan he's walking, arrived. He's walking around in the dark. He trips. His dick fell in my mouth. Okay? If only his parents had given him a flashlight. Mm-hmm. It's not my fault. Eugene Grant is the president of the Cascade Council of the Boy Scouts of America. The council is being sued for $29 million. Not you know, pounds, for $29 million, I'd let someone suck my son's dick. For... <laughs> For covering up and for enabling pedophile Timmer Dykes. <laughs> D-Y-K-E-S. Dykes. <laughs> Worst name ever. Yeah. Grant insisted that it was not the Boy Scouts of America policy to allow sleepovers. When pressed <laughs> by the plaintiff's attorney, Kelly Clark, he admitted that there was no such policy at the time of the assaults in the 1980s. Look, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't sexual, okay? They were telling a story about how, you know, there was a hole in the dike, and the boy put the finger in the dike. Mm-hmm. So he was just demonstrating. Oh, I got you, was. okay. Uh, here's a quote. His parents should have known better. I think it was criminal. I find it almost incomprehensible. I wish it was inconceivable to think their children (laughs) were going to be safe in that type of environment. The environment sleepovers at Dykes home. Dykes being a supposedly vetted and approved assistant scoutmaster. Eugene Grant doesn't believe that your children are safe alone with his vetted and approved leaders. Frankly, I tend to agree. Yet they don't allow gay people to lead the Boy Scouts. Hey, I know what they need. They need the clan to go and talk to them and straighten them out because they're there to. Speaking of which, I was sent the article twice. This one has this one has video. Really? Want to take a listen? Show. All right. Hope it's not too loud. Hope there's an insurance commercial coming right before it. Yeah, because there always seems to be. There it is. I'm gonna I'm gonna reload the page because I've had it up for a little while. So counter protesters confront Westboro Baptist Church at Arlington. That's awesome. That is really quiet. Yeah, whatever. Need to hear that. Hold on. Thank you. Thank you. Nice of the Southern Cross soldiers of the Ku Klux Klan. We are here in protest of Westboro Baptist Church. Um, I'm a veteran. I spent nine and a half years in the military. I've got brothers and sisters that are buried in this cemetery. And I think that it's an absolute shame that they show up and disrupt people's funerals. Dreaming of the power to come. So they're just in a penned area holding their signs. That's a confusing sign. Yeah, they called him the Beast. They, yeah, they have a picture of Obama. It says the Beast is mouth open and a frog's jumping out of it. Do they even know what the fuck they stand for anymore? I don't know. All right, let's see. 
Let's let's get to the ones that Scott. Holy shit, I got a lot here. Um. Okay, no. Um. Okay. Here's one. Scientists cure cancer, but no one takes notice. Oh well, maybe they should <laughs> call Canadian, the clan. <laughs> Canadian, thank God the clan's here. <laughs> They'll help spread the message. We'll oh just write God. it on the sheet. It sounds like it sounds like like a really contrived ending to Blues Brothers Three. Doesn't I know, it? huh? <laughs> Canadian researchers find a simple. Cur- oh come on, that's why they're Canadian. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> They probably had a press conference and they just nobody paid attention. <laughs> nobody came except Whatever. Canadian newspapers. It's, it's all free up here, eh? So yeah, well, that's what they do in. Just you do, know, do that's it. how they cure cancer. You do cancer. what you have to do. But you know what, though, it's not real cancer. It's Canadian, Canadian cancer. cancer. So it's only like you know <laughs> six tenths worth. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. You know, it's like watching Degrassi where you look at all these people and they look like they should be kind of famous and it looks kind of like a TV show. Yeah. But then it really just kind of looks like something produced in a high school, like Maybe, by the AV club. See, I always figured it's kind of like looking at the back of the book and it says five ninety nine US, then it's like eleven fifty Canada. I'm like, <laughs> holy shit, why does it cost so much in Canada? <laughs> Deal! Because, because the extra is paying for health insurance in yeah, Canada. Yeah, really good point. Canadian researchers find a simple cure for cancer. But major pharmaceutical companies are not interested. Yeah, no shit. It's <laughs> run by the Klan. Researchers at the University of Alberta in Edmonton, Canada, have cured cancer last week. Yet there is a little ripple in the new little ripple in the news or on TV. Is this an Onion article? Uh, no, this is from. Good, I hope not. No, no. Okay, a, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, it is a simple technique using very a very basic drug. The method employs. Uh, I should have read this before. <laughs> Don't get cancer. Dicholoroacetate, which is currently used to treat metabolic disorders, so there is no concern of side effects or about their long-term effects. The drug doesn't require a patient, so anyone can employ it. Oh, a patent. Oh, fuck. That's good. I'm way too tired. <laughs> I'm like, how is that going to work? I'm like, And then I read the next sentence, so anyone can employ it. Wait, this th- pill will work for you if you do not have cancer. Hey, would you take this pill? Because I have cancer. <laughs> I am too lazy to take my cancer cure. I will give you $5 to take this. <laughs> so anyone can it's apply $5 it. $5 Canadian. <laughs> oh, so here's eleven fifty. <laughs> I'd rather have that book. <laughs> But the book is from 1985. <laughs> it will be 2250 <laughs> Canadian. So, so anyone can employ it widely and cheaply compared to the costly cancer drugs produced by major pharmaceutical companies. Canadian scientists. <laughs> it doesn't really sound right, does it? <laughs> you want to just say, oh, that's cute. <laughs> it's like it's, it's kind of like saying Egyptian ninjas. <laughs> No, sorry, that's terrible. We just don't hear it a lot, that's all. (laughs) But you know what it is? Again, it's like Canadian scientists. It's it's like when my kid comes up to me and says, I'm a doctor. (laughs) It's like, no, you're only six-tenths of a doctor. (laughs) That's right. I think their dollar's doing better than ours, by the way. Uh, Canadian scientists tested the dichloroacetate DCA. On human cells, it killed lung, breast, and brain cancer uh, and left healthy cells alone. It was tested on rats inflicted with severe tumors. Their cells shrank when they were fed with water supplemented with DCA. 
You just drink it. Wow. The drug is widely available and the technique is easy to use. Why the major drug company is not involved uh, or is the media not interested in this find? I mean, do we really? I mean, and then it talks about how cancer works and glycolysis and stuff like that. Um, it's pretty. I, I know why. You know money, why money, too. money, money. It's more profitable to treat the disease than to cure it. More cancer, more money, more problems. Well, yeah. And here's the other one he sent us that, that we didn't get to. New blood test measures how long you will live. I, I don't I don't want that to I don't want that test. <laughs> no, you sure? Actually, you know what? When they do the test, they poison you. you exactly. You're going to live for 45 minutes. Everybody gets the same thing because that's how long it takes the poison to last. That's really no big fucking I heard, trick. I heard they fired I do that, that guy. Too. <laughs> they finally fired that guy. It's like, what the fuck? I thought I was working in a prison. No, it's not a prison. You're in Canada. Oh. Uh, I cured his cancer while he's dead. Yeah. There it's are not going to spread. There are some side effects. <laughs> okay. If you could find out when you were going to die, would you want to know? For those brave enough to answer yes, brave or foolish, I'm not really sure, science may be able to display with an answer. A controversial new blood test set to hit the market in Britain this year is capable of estimating your remaining lifespan by measuring the length of your telomeres, structures found on the tips of your chromosomes. Telomeres are essentially the oil that keeps your DNA running smoothly and efficiently. I think that's a 10W50 for the body. Because <laughs> yeah. it has to be good all around. Yeah, all, yeah, all no, year. Because no, right? the winter. Yeah. Um, every time chromosome replication occurs in your cells, the ends of your chromosomes become shorter, deteriorating and becoming more susceptible to damage. Uh, it's like recharging your laptop battery too many times. Exactly. Just you like, just got to die and yeah, come and back. Yeah, you got to go and come back. Yeah. Right. Thus, rather than risk losing delicate genetic information during replication, your chromosomes come tethered with telomeres at their edges, which get shortened instead. Uh, researchers believe that lifespan can be roughly predicted based on how long your telomeres are. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, the longer they are, the more replications you still have left. If your telomere length won't give you your telomere length won't give you the exact date of your death but it can reliably predict your projected lifespan within a narrow range, or at least that's the premise of the new What's blood test. What's the narrow range? About 80 years, yeah, give I know, or take. Huh? No, you know what kills you? You know what causes cancer? It's the it's swallowing small amounts of saliva over a 60 to 70 year period. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest obstacle, obstacle to making the test available to consumers has not been the science but the ethical and legal ramifications. Critics worry that the test will open a Pandora's box for the insurance industry. Well, that's an interesting... Yeah. You know what? It's crazy, though. What? I mean, like, two things are going to happen. Okay, they give you a a, a window. All yeah. right, let's even say it's as, it's as focused as, or it's as close as, like, a week. Okay. I, okay? You know, how about a month? We'll, we'll say well, a we'll, month. We'll go a month, yeah. okay? So you're either going to die before that month. Right. Okay, and then... What, is your family going to sue, or you live longer than that? What yeah. are you going? What, what are you going to do? I don't know. It's just like look, you know, I only paid up my rent through last month. Exactly. Like, what the fuck am I doing alive? Well, we should ask the people that weren't raptured away. I guess that would yeah. give us a good idea. And uh, not to reference Futurama again, but I'm going to the professor. They made a death clock. You put your finger in the top, and it tells you how long you have left to live. And they ask him, well, is it accurate? He says, well, it's about as accurate as we can get. 
what with free will and all. <laughs> um, let me see what else we got here. Uh, and uh, health and life insurance companies could discriminate against people based on their results because all you do is anytime you give blood, they could run the test. Well, that would be illegal, though. I would think. No, it's just another test they're going to run. Well, you have them. And don't run the test. You know what? Every time I go for my thyroid, they take two vials of blood to test like sixteen things. They don't need two vials of blood. They don't need that much blood. You don't as far know as that. I know, I have no idea. Um, and possibly even refuse coverage to those with shorter telomeres. And the worst case scenario is insurance companies could require applicants to take the blood test before offering them coverage. And they could. There's no legal, you know, right. th- th- to say, oh, you can't. Well, the thing is, I guess you'd have to know. I mean, like the big the big question in this whole article is, mm. you know, the small window that they talk about, which yeah. they don't tell you what it is. Well, let's see. Let's see what we can what we get through the rest here. There's not much left. Uh, there's also concern about how test results could alter one's behavior. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, Exactly. Uh, those who receive disappointing news could act irrationally, become depressed, or allow it to affect their life decisions in unpredictable ways, like becoming hedonistic all I of a sudden. fucking totally would. That last two mm-hmm. weeks, oh, you remember that night? <laughs> that would look like a... F- we don't talk about that No, night. I know that we don't talk about that <laughs> night, but that would make it look like a fucking Boy Scout out. No, that's a bad example. Um, <laughs> well, no, there's a... Well, no, yeah. we're going to... Move on. Proponents of the test are quick to point out the many benefits test results could supply to responsible health-conscious consumers. For instance, the test could boost the effectiveness of preventive care. It could help doctors to become more proactive in treating and predicting the onset of conditions like Alzheimer's, cancer, and cardiovascular disease. But you know what, though? My doctor already has a way to sort of help motivate me to <laughs> treat my body better. Yeah. He'll look at me and go, if you don't get your cholesterol down... You will fucking die. Yeah. There's your blood test. Yeah. Researchers think punches me. <laughs> researchers think it right in the heart. Yeah. <laughs> Hurts, doesn't it? Researchers it. think it's only a matter you of time. Thank God the clan's here. <laughs> matter of time before the test becomes widely available. The test isn't cheap, it costs about seven hundred dollars, but the cost is likely to decrease as the test becomes more available. It's not really useful to me unless I can get it in CVS. Give no, it, you know, give it a little bit of time. No, you know what you do? You buy the test, right? You buy yeah. the test, you get it done, you find out you're going to die in like 15 years, all yeah. right? And then you spend a week just like ripping it up. You do drugs, you <laughs> drink, you have unprotected sex yeah, with you a You die and then your family okay? can sue. And then, exa- and then, right, you take the test again. <laughs> Okay, and you see how much because then it's like it's like a it's like a cost you know yeah. to, you know cost benefit ratio there. It's just like wait a minute, hold on. He gave me fifteen years before I started doing all this shit. Yeah. I would I acted like Charlie Sheen for a week. Yeah. Okay, and it only took off like a year. So a week for a year. Okay, I don't know. That doesn't sound <laughs> equitable to me there. But at least you know. That's true. That's true. We'll have somebody else run that that test. Yeah. I wouldn't do it. All right. Good uh, plan. Last one here for religion here. Priest sex abuse case hits Church of Pope's advisor. What? <sighs> okay. 
The latest sex abuse case to rock the Catholic Church is unfolding in the archdiocese of an influential Italian cardinal who has been working with Pope Benedict the Douchey on reforms to respond to prior scandals of pedophile priests. The Italian the Italian bishop's response to questions about this pedophilia was, what? Hey, it's all right. Hey, no more. It's me, Mario. Miscuse, hey. miscuse. <laughs> Father Ricardo Sepia, a 51-year-old parish priest he was in the village after that. of Sastri <laughs> Panente near Genoa, was arrested last Friday, May 13th dun, 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 on pedophilia and drug charges. Friday, he got arrested on Friday the 13th? Yes. Oh, this is another my day. I, uh, I should have gone to the movies. <laughs> Investigators say that in taped mobile phone conversation, Sepia asked a Moroccan drug dealer to arrange sexual encounters with young and vulnerable boys. Is a quote here. How should I read this? I don't know, but I think the Moroccan drug dealer would be just like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not me. Exactly. Call I'm a, Serbia I'm a for drug that guy, shit. okay? Yeah. I'm a drug cut to my talk to my cousin. Well, he said, I do not want 16-year-old boys, but younger. 14-year-olds are okay. Look for needy boys who have family issues, he allegedly said. And I'm putting allegedly in air quotes because they taped that. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of like in Pulp Fiction <laughs> when the wolf yeah. comes to the house yeah. and he's telling um, the Quentin Tarantino character, yeah. you know, look, I need I need towels. I need I need things. You know, you got anything with uh, with, you know, white can't use them. No good. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right, you give me 15-year-old boy, 14, 13, more than that, 16, 17, they're no good to me. No, no good. Uh, Someone with see. self-esteem and a little dick, no way. <laughs> Get them the fuck out of here. Genoa Archbitch, Archbishop Angelo. <laughs> you just said ass bitching, didn't you? Almost. I don't know. I kind of slurred that. <laughs> Genoa Archbishop Angelo Abagnesco. Hey! It's Angelo! How you doing? Who is the head of the Italian Bishops Conference? Wait, wait, hold on. Let me get the checklist. Canadians? <laughs> Italians. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> oh, wait. You said Egyptian ninjas, right? Yeah. Egypt? Japan. <laughs> um, <laughs> where was I? I don't know. Who is head of the Italian Bishops Conference? Head. Oh, that's uh, Genoa Archbishop Angelo Bagnesco. Hey! <laughs> had been working with Benedict to establish a tough new worldwide policy released this week on how bishops should handle accusations of priestly sex abuse. It wasn't me. Hey. I don't know what you're talking about. We got a new policy, okay? It's simple. Just a tip. <laughs> don't fuck at the boys. Okay? Everybody got that? You wrote it down? You got your little uh, bishop pen? You got a pen? Who Get him a pen. You should have a pen, big hat like that. You get a pen. pen. You turn it upside We're down. The slowly little slowly turning into the, Father Guido Sarducci. The little hat, it moves. You turn it upside down. The the Pope's hat comes off. And you turn it back, and the, the Pope's hat goes back on. It's it's very cool. It's very cool. Okay, write this down. They sell the don't gift, in the gift shop. Fucka the boys. Okay. Oh, now. don't. Hi. <laughs> uh. Okay. Okay. It's unfortunate, but what we have for snacks are cannolis. 
That's probably not a good idea. In hindsight, maybe oh, maybe I shouldn't say hindsight. Gingerbread men. <laughs> Invest. But they are gingerbread men. You can fuck at the men. Don't fuck at the boys. That's why we don't have gingerbread boys. Gingerbread men. Bagnasco said that when he met the Pope this weekend, he, quote, asked for, hey! asked for a particular blessing for my archdiocese in light of the alleged crimes, adding that, like every father toward his son feels great pain in seeing a priest who is not faithful to his vocation. <laughs> Vatican spokesman Father Federico Lombardi. Hey! Priest. Fredo. Priest. Because oh, you, know, you know what happened? Fredo probably got caught too, you know? And the Pope went up to him and went, Fredo, I know it was you. And it breaks my heart. Yep. He praised Bagnesico's handling of the Sastri Panete case, lauding its timeliness and competence. On Saturday, May 14th, the Cardinal visited the Sinto Spirito Church, where Sepia was the parish priest. Blah, 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 blah. Fucking boys. <laughs> this is getting boring. It'd be great if that was in the middle of the article. <laughs> Blah, blah, yada, blah, yada, blah, yada, yada, yada. Some yada. other shit happened. Hey! Sepia <laughs> is currently being kept in a confinement cell in a Genoa prison. No salami. No Genoa salami. <laughs> he doesn't get visitors. He just likes the little sausage. He met the jail's priest and psychologist who fucked him. <laughs> he has read the newspapers and he is pained by his parishioners' comments. And he's pained by that dick in his ass. Says his lawyer. The investigation is ongoing. <laughs> oh my god! They, you know, they said that it's not pedophilia because they're over. Like, and he's not fucking his feet. Like, like ten years old. Yeah, I, I got you. Chinese prisoners forced into World of Warcraft gold mining scheme. Says detainee. <laughs> In what could be considered the most modern form of prisoner torture known. <laughs> to make you play World of Warcraft. Prisoners in a labor camp in northeastern China have allegedly been forced to play uh, mo- massively multiplayer online, like World of Warcraft, in an elaborate scheme uh, said to net prison bosses approximately 800 to $900 per day. What? Why the fuck are we not doing this? Because we're not Chinese. Oh, and in China, and running a prison, and heartless assholes. But no, but the thing is, though, like they got these fuckers playing World of Warcraft all day, and yeah. what, scamming people out of fake shit for real money? Well, yeah. Yeah, virtual sales is like a huge market now. Why the fuck are we not doing this? Because I don't have money for computers. Oh. As we record on one, and I have one in my lap, and my phone over there is going off, and yours is right there. Yeah. <laughs> fuck, I hate being a former prisoner who identified himself as Lou Dali uh, told the Guardian that guards forced prisoners to work 12-hour shifts on a procedure commonly referred to as gold mining. The process essentially requires long hours of playing the game to build up credits. See, this is one more way that the Chinese are taking jobs away from, you know, hardworking, fourteen-year-old adults. Exactly. <laughs> Carpal tunnel there suffering. Are, the, exactly. Cheeto eating. There are good i'm just going off i'm going off the one dude in that south park episode just they're they're good american fucking computer nerds (laughs) who aren't scamming people because chinese prisoners are doing it yeah yeah they then sold it for sold the stuff for real money uh probably on ebay we could probably find some of that stuff but you know what i gotta tell you though 
I'm sorry. Mm. I don't play World of Warcraft, so no. I don't really know. Mm. Okay. But for me personally, if there's some, you know, golden fleece dick magnet or something that i I mean am i gonna go to ebay and look for that i mean it depends how into it you are how all right you play video games far more than i do i'm much more casual you know what you know what there is let me let me very little let me send this out to people that i know that play and i'll ask them and next show maybe i'll remember to talk about it (laughs) i mean really what I mean? Can you? You know, I'm gonna get on to eBay. There was. There I'm was gonna go the, on to eBay right now, and I'm gonna we cover World of Warcraft stuff. We covered probably about a hundred hundred shows ago. Um, holy shit! I never thought I'd be able to say that. Um, a guy that killed himself because somebody stole all his Warcraft shit. Yeah, and I got news for you. He's in a better place. <laughs> what the ground? Yes. Okay. No offense, folks, but you know sometimes well, you let get me, let a me, little bit wrapped up in your shit. Let me finish. Well, he didn't have anybody to stop him. That was the sad part. Let me finish this up here, and we'll uh, we'll do a break. Uh, Lou called the experience surreal and said that just like when prisoners fell behind in actual manual labor, the punishment for falling behind virtually was equally severe. They would make me stand with my hands raised in the air after I returned to my dormitory, and they would beat me with plastic pipes. Oh, that's terrible. Sexy. He said of the experience, we kept playing until we could barely see things. Although profiting seems to be against the communist way, it has become a big business and a big problem in China. 80% of the so-called gold farms are located in China, and in one case, the government prosecuted an individual for stealing game credits worth about $460 U.S. dollars. All right, all I'm finding here on eBay are the cards for sale. Hmm. Try adding virtual to your search, or I don't know. I don't know how you would go okay. about it. Uh, the central government made an attempt at regulating the transfer of virtual currency back in 2009, requiring companies to be registered. Liu said no, he had reason there. to believe that the government itself may be profiting off this sudden lucrative industry, and the Jixi labor camp, or Jiji Jiji. I don't know how to pronounce that in Chinese. Uh, it's J-I-X-I. Uh, labor camp where he was held was likely not the only prison camp participating in the money-making scheme. While gold mining is quickly becoming a lucrative shadow industry in the gaming sector, the Guardian's report is the first time it is known that the process was being practiced as part of forced labor. That's the first time I ever heard of it. As, That's just as, as craziness. Yeah, I mean, I've I've heard stories about you know people getting ripped off and stuff like that. Oh yeah, I've I've also read stories about gold mining and I just and um kind of stuff. I just I just don't I don't play the game I guess so I should just shut the fuck up. But <laughs> all right, I mean there are a lot of reasons that from what I understand I should just shut the fuck up. Wow. All right, hold on one second here, and we'll we'll do break. And is this first or second break? Second. Okay. Gigantor, 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 Gigant
Crom, I have never played to you before. I have no tongue for it. No one, not even you, will remember if we were good podcasters or bad. Why we recorded or why we voicemailed. All that matters is Metal Mikey stood against many. That's what's important. Valor pleases you, Crom. So grant me one request. Grant me action attraction. And if you do not listen, let to hell with you. Action Attraction, the action movie review podcast. You can find Action Attraction through MetalMikey.Lipson.com or at www.pennycult.com or by searching for Action Attraction in iTunes. Are you tired of film podcasts where the hosts exist in a constant, blissful state of agreement? I mean, the main, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. Well, you're in luck. Let me introduce you to Chinstroker and Punter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and art cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. It just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. no just, just getting confirmation. It's just in, that's the third time, though. I mean, am I, is this on? You can find us at chinstrokerversuspunter.podomatic.com. So come and share the victory. If you could find... Any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. He wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody. <laughs> he looks like somebody who can keep a secret. Choosing a family movie is tough. It seems like all Hollywood can do is make mindless drivel that rots kids' brains. Who wants to see a movie like what my dad watched when he was a kid? Those films are so boring and the special effects are horrible. The movies he grew up with are sometimes a big surprise. I at times feel uncomfortable watching movies I loved when I was younger with my own kids because I forgot how much cursing, sex, and violence they showed back then. All we want to do is watch a fun movie that we all like. That's why we created Family Movie Night, a podcast where we review movies from an adult perspective. And from a kid's perspective. So you can find movies for your whole family to enjoy. We review new movies. Old childhood favorites. Cult and foreign films. And Godzilla. So check out Family Movie Night on the web at fmnpodcast.com or find us on iTunes. Bye!
All right, uh, that was a little. Uh, I'll tell you about that later. Yeah, a little helmet there with the theme from Gigantor. Yeah, the helmet. So today, Palin um, was uh, visiting the Statute of Liberty. Oh, really? She tweeted that she was at the Statute of Liberty. You know, I don't give this much, this woman much credit for anything. That could have been an autocorrect thing, because you know how that autocorrect. Hey, you know what? Works. After you repudiate. Yeah, you turn true. autocorrect off yeah, and you read true. your ship before no, you I, tweet I, it. You no, know, I do agree. Although autocorrect auto is kind of funny sometimes. But it like, can be. Can't wait to meet you. I have AIDS, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a funny one. Anyway, what did she do at the Statute of Liberty? Uh, she slammed the Dream Act. Really? What is the Dream Act? Well, let's Do I know the Dream Act? Yes, you do. Uh, Sarah Palin slams the Dream Act at Ellis Island while porn crews filmed <laughs> today sarah palin visited ellis island and the statute of liberty as part of her one nation tour why the fuck do i do air quote oh, probably so you know that it's in air quotes yes right? that's helpful for me um is it i i don't know I'm, okay i forgot as we part of her about. one nation tour it's one of the symbols of course of our country and it's a reminder too that immigrants built this country palin stated at a press conference so we, I, I always want to get my wife in here to do the Palin voice. I just, every time. I think it's, I think it's funny when she does say something that's reasonably accurate. I think that it would be a good idea for her to say, or so I'm told, <laughs> or like uh, Miss uh, South Carolina, remember, remember, <laughs> or, or uh, what was her, what was her phrase, such remember. as, or, or such as, and and yeah. like, and anyway. Um, so we want to make sure that we're highlighting that on our bus tour. Maybe maybe so that the present-day immigrants know how much we appreciate them and their work ethic and their love of country and freedom. Because okay. they built the country. The new immigrants built the country. Uh, what the fuck? Yet, Palin noted that there is a limit when it comes to her appreciation of immigrants. Hey, look, we don't want you to build too fucking much. <laughs> exactly. Calm down, Giuseppe. Exceptions. Hey! I don't even know where that name came from. <laughs> Exceptions include undocumented youth who were brought to the U.S. by their parents at a young age and who want nothing more than the ability to contribute to society after going to college or enrolling in the military. That's, that's the DREAM Act. The immigrants of the past, this is Palin, they had to literally and figuratively stand in line and follow rules to become U.S. citizens. I'd like to see that continue. And unfortunately, the DREAM Act kind of usurps that. <laughs> the system that is a legal system to make sure, word salad coming, to make sure that immigrants who want to be here legally, working hard, producing and supplying revenue and resources for their families, that they're able to do that right and legally. Unfortunately, the DREAM Act doesn't accomplish that. Here we got footage of her remarks. Yay, this is the car. Sorry, that was a little loud, but that'll even out when I level it. I don't... What, what is this? Just fucking talk. I'm going to move it ahead here. Here we go. Here's where the dummy starts talking. There's a microphone in front of her face. Why can't we hear her? Oh. 
She'd like to see them continue to stand in line. Oh, whatever. I have it on her. Here's the thing. That right. was and, way and too low. I don't even know if that's going to level out. And and here's, you know what? We we do have a system for immigrants. Yes, yeah. we do. Okay? Yeah. We, we do have a system. We do have laws in place. Okay? I don't think we need a big, huge immigration reform. I just think that we need the laws that are, are in place mm. to be enforced. It says here, actually, the DREAM Act aims to accomplish precisely what Palin described. Under the DREAM Act bill that Republicans killed last December, I remember that we talked about that, applicants would have had to go through a rigorous process of background checks in addition to paying taxes, learning English, and either serving in the military or attending college. Kind of like what they did in Starship Troopers. You serve in the military, you're a citizen. You have the right to vote at that point. It was an interesting idea. Um, They would have then received a, quote, conditional non-immigrant status and would be required to stand in line for 10 years. That's in quote, stand in line for 10 years before being granted legal immigrant status. The Congressional Budget Office estimated that the same bill would reduce the deficit by $1.4 billion over 10 years. Ted, I think that's... I think that's reasonable, especially because yeah. people yeah. are here anyways, and it's going to happen anyways. And it gives anyways. them a leg up. Yeah, and, and you know what? If they're going to start paying taxes and that's what's going to happen, yeah. fine. But I think that if you're – but on the flip side of that, and th- 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 there's th- there's okay. a thought like, well, you know what? I'm here now. I'm not paying taxes. They or haven't contributing me to yet. Social Security. Okay, or, I'm not doing any of that stuff, of so that, fuck it. Yeah. I'm not going to go for the DREAM Act. I'm just going to stay you know, down on the, you know, on the down yeah. low. Those people, though, when they are caught, and eventually they will be, yeah. okay, I think that you need to deport them. I think that, I don't, I'm sorry how long you've been here and stuff like that. And you know what? The children are always, oh, my kids are here, my kids are here, my kids are here. Well, yeah. you know what? I'm sorry. It's a, it's a tough thing. It's, and and it you, you made a bad done. decision. You made a bad decision that your kids are going to suffer for. True. But, okay? But... Uh, I've been I've been looking at both sides and sometimes it's the only decision that would keep everybody alive in some cases. So it's the best decision you know what, out though? of the worst circumstances. You know what? If the I, best if, decision- I, if I if I lived in a border town in Mexico that was ripped apart by this drug cartel war, I'd run over the fucking border too to okay. keep my children alive. Well, that's fine, okay? But if someone is living in Detroit, Okay, yeah. and it's absolutely shitty. Should they then be able to, you know, because it will help them survive, go into some other state, walk into somebody else's nicer, n- nice house, and say, "Well, you know what? This, this." Well, there's no immigrants taking over people. No, no, no. Houses. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. Okay. I'm not saying that. But it's. I mean, metaphorically, it's a similar type of thing. Well, okay. Just because the situation here is better, that doesn't necessarily make it okay to come here illegally. Okay, I'm sorry that your country is no, not. That's, that's, I'm sorry I that think, you don't want to live in your country. I'm sorry. I don't that, think it's they don't want to. I think they can't survive. But, well, but here's the thing. But you know what? There are lots of people in this country already. Okay, there are Americans in this country yeah, who but, but, who but, can't survive. Yeah. Okay. So, but you know what? They're 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 here. They yeah. They, they're Americans. They're here. I'm okay. sorry. And you know what? Then you stay in America and you you try to survive. Yeah. I. I feel really badly for people who are not born in a country where they want to live. But if you want to go live in another country, follow that fucking country's rules about going in and staying in. Mm-hmm. 
I, I just, I, I don't understand. I, I, don't. I mean, if you're going to follow the other rules about not killing people and, and, you know, don't run red lights, just, you know what? Follow the fucking rules for be, like just being in the building. <laughs> I, I, uh, um, just because I'm it's just, a better place doesn't make it necessarily okay to be there illegally. I'm just, I'm just giving you some reasons why people would would jump the border. I, un- I understand all. why, but I don't think that makes it right. You know what? I'm not saying how that's about, right. But... How about you know what? Fix your fucking country. Yeah. And know, I know that it's, I know yeah, that it's no, not it's, that easy. It's not possible it, right now. But you know what though? It, it it hasn't been possible for what the last two hundred and fifty years. No, I think since Reagan declared a war on drugs, I think Mexico slowly declined. No, I think it was in, it was even worse before that. I don't know these these drug wars are the the wars on the border. They're terrifying. But you know what? The but but here's the thing. It's like it's. It's a gray area. It's one of those. It's, do it, you it, steal it to feed your children? But it's that thing. It's you just know? like you know what? Um, I'm 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 just gonna leave. I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna try and solve the problem. I'm not gonna be part of a solution well, here. What's one family gonna I give do up. against the uh, you know? But it's not and, one family. But because it's it's like I mean, how many immigrants are here? Because it's better than being in Mexico. You can't fight your government, especially when it's corrupt. Tell me, Mexico's government isn't corrupt. I'm not saying I'm not saying that, that it isn't corrupt. You can't change. But you know that. what though? You're you're letting them win then. You're letting them have your country. Yeah, fucking just okay. Well, the thing is, Great. but it's so funny. If you want to leave, you should you know, follow the follow the rules of where you go. Yep. Well, they come here and they get jobs. Who's so? If the jobs weren't there, if people didn't hire illegal immigrants, oh no, I totally they'd have agree. nowhere people, to go. People who hire so them should this, also be penalized. This is, this is the There's huge a problem. Lot of, it's a multi layered yeah, issue. Most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. So, so I'm not saying that there's a silver bullet in there anywhere. No, so, but you know what? I'm not saying the clan is going to walk in and solve everything. Thank God the clan's here. <laughs> but take care of the people that are here. You know, they came here. They love the country. They want to, you know, work and live here and raise but their they, family But here. they have a responsibility so, to do it legally, though. But we're past that point. We but really that doesn't are. make it okay. I'm not saying it's okay. But every president from, uh, I can remember, Reagan on has been talking about amnesty for the people that are here. The DREAM Act at least gives 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 the 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 children of the of the but that's fine you know leg but up in if, society. But what are you going to do with that that bunch of people who decide to not get into or, or not sign up for the DREAM Act thing and they they choose to stay underground? What are you going to when you're they're, always going to have that? All right, and when they're found. Deport them. Oh yeah, yeah. That's have what to. I'm saying. Yeah. Enforce, and that's what's not happening now. They're not enforcing well enough. I don't the think. Existing I don't think a rules. lot of a lot of um, police departments, from what I understand, I don't. Th- I don't are that they allowed do. to. Well, that's the that's part of the problem. Yeah. Okay. I'm, Nobody's okay. enforcing the rules. Yeah. We have perfectly fine rules. Just fucking enforce okay. them. Okay. Let's let's go to Japan now, for this absolutely terrible, terrible story. Let's see if this uh if this plays. Please don't have an ad. I hate it when there's ads on these things. Thanks. Mute. So this um this is about the people handling the Fukushima um radiation issues and some incredibly selfless selfless behavior. So let me just get the audio up here. Fifteen years life 
as the average. That's way too low. And even I got the sudden explosion uh, of the radiation, uh, I wouldn't have the cancer within 15 years. Now, to get the cancer, it takes 20 years, 30 years or longer. Therefore, everyone has less chance to get the cancer. And um, have you had many people volunteering? Um, mm. what, what has the response been like? Have lots of people been saying, yes, sure. we want to sure. go to the plant? Sure, uh, Now, uh, I have almost 180 or 200 uh, who want to join or work at the site. If you want to, to have the crane operator, okay, I can, <laughs> I can uh, offer you. If you want to, uh, to have the weather, the arc weather, then okay. If you want to have the uh, piping uh, craftsman, okay, I will. And if you want to have the designer, okay, I will. Okay, so basically what we have going on here, let me turn this back down because it's hissing a little bit there. Um, uh, Yasutero Yamada. Uh, said people from all walks of life are welcome to join the group. Uh, Explain what's happening, because I don't think that right. we, we could hear it. No, no. Uh, the group is called the Skilled Veterans Corps. Uh, it says a group of more than 200 Japanese pensioners are volunteering to tackle the nuclear crisis at the Fukushima power station. The Skilled Veterans Corps, as they call themselves, is made up of retired engineers and other professionals all over the age of 60. I hadn't actually watched that video okay. beforehand. Um Let's see. They say they should be facing the dangers of radiation, not the young. It was while watching the television news that Yasutero Yamada decided it was time for his generation to stand up. No longer could he be just an observer of the struggle to stabilize the Fukushima nuclear plant. The retired engineer is reporting back for duty at the age of 72, and he is organizing a team of pensioners to go with him. For weeks now, Mr. Yamada has been getting back in touch with old friends, sending out emails and even messages on Twitter. Volunteering to take the place of younger workers at the power station is not brave, Mr. Yamada says, but logical. I am 72, and on average, I probably have 13 to 15 years yet to live, he says. It's totally Spock. <clears throat> yeah. It's totally Spock in Star Trek too. It's yep. logical. Even if I were exposed to radiation, cancer could take 20 or 30 years or longer to develop. Therefore, us older ones have less chance of getting cancer. Mr. Yamada is lobbying the government hard for his volunteers to be allowed into the power station. The government has expressed gratitude for the offer, but is cautious. Certainly, a couple of MPs are supporting Mr. Yamada. At this moment, I can say that I am talking with many key government and TEPCO people, but I am sorry I can't say any more at this moment. It is on the way, but is a very, very sensitive issue politically, he said. Certainly as likely more workers will be needed. The plant is still spewing radiation nearly three months after an earthquake and tsunami knocked out its cooling systems, triggering explosions. Its operator, TEPCO, has now confirmed three of the reactors probably suffered meltdowns. Jeez. The plan is to bring the plant to a cold shutdown by January, although some experts believe that is overly optimistic. To cope with the disaster, Japan has raised the radiation exposure limit for emergency workers from 100 to 200 millisieverts. I think that's how you pronounce that. But TEPCO 
announced this week two workers at Fukushima might have already been exposed to more. Um, let's see. Many of Mr. Yamada's veterans are retired engineers like him. Others are former power station workers, experts in factory design, and even a singer and two cooks. Mr. Yamada says they will be useful to keep his team amused and fed. <laughs> That's nice. All right. I say um, let him do it. Michio Ito used to be a primary school teacher, but is spending his retirement helping out in a cafe that offers work experience to people with learning difficulties. He is keen to swap his apron for a radiation suit. I don't think I'm particularly special, he says. Most Japanese have this feeling in their heart. The question is whether you step forward or if you stay behind and watch. To take that step, you need a lot of guts. But I hope it will be a great experience. Most Japanese want to help out in any way they can. Uh, Mr. Yamada has already tried on his old overalls for size. He said he's still as fit as ever with a lifetime of experience to bring to the task. And he laughs off suggestions. His proposed team is comparable to the kamikaze pilots who flew suicide missions in World War II. We are not kamikaze. The kamikaze were something strange. No risk management there. They were going to die, but we are going to come back. We have to work, but never die. And you know what? After the interview, he went to the reporter and he says, I right, look, I'm going to give you the truth. All of us old timers, we really just want to be the first ones to see Godzilla. Exactly. We can stop him. Yeah. <laughs> Check this shit out. All right. So let's go from a really nice yeah, story. Really kind of depressing, though, too. Uh, let's yeah. go to something. Come on. Let's bring the funny back. This isn't funny either, but I think we need to talk about this for Is a second. Is this the surprise one that you wouldn't tell me about? No, that's funny. We'll do that next okay. to balance it out. Handcuffed by police. Fire crews watch man die. Wow, that's fucked up. City police changed. Where is this? After budget cuts cited as reason rescuers couldn't act. This is San Francisco. Fire crews and police could only watch after a man waded into San Francisco Bay, stood up to his neck and waited. They wanted to do something, but a policy tied to earlier budget cuts strictly forbade them from trying to save the 50-year-old. There we go. That's how I get rid of that hiss, uh, officials said. A witness finally pulled the apparently suicidal man's lifeless body from the 54-degree water. The San Jose Mercury News reported that the man later identified as Raymond Zach spent nearly an hour in the water before he drowned. First responders and about 75 people watched the incident on Monday from a beach in Alameda, a city of about 75,000 people across from San Francisco. Witnesses included Amy Graham, Gran, sorry, Garan, G-A-H-R-A-N, Garan, right? She's a Garanimal. She wears them, definitely. A reporter who photographed the scene uh, from the beach. Why didn't the reporter jump in the fucking water? Oakland local. That's fucked up. Hey, let me get through it. Interim Alameda Fire Chief Mike Dorazi said that due to 2009 budget cuts, his crews did not have the training or cold water gear to go into the water. The incident yesterday was deeply regrettable, he said Tuesday, but I can also see it from our firefighters' perspectives. They're standing there wanting to do something, but they are handcuffed by policy at that point. I honestly think that's bullshit. I think it's bullshit. You know what? Everybody who fucking stood there and watched, yeah. the guy was up to his waist. He's suicidal. Yeah. So. It's not dangerous. Fuck that. You know what? Fuck everybody <laughs> who sat there and watched this and wondered why the fireman didn't go in there. The fucking reporter took pictures of the whole thing. Well, that's a reporter's job, right? Well, I'm sorry. You know what, though? Would you sit there I, and take photos while someone was getting beaten to death? Well, if they're not letting me go in the water to get the guy, I I don't know. Fuck that. I'm a private citizen. I can do whatever the fuck I want. You can't cross a police line, though. 
fuck that? Why would they have a police line? That's almost like the police killing him. Uh, pretty much. Why is. didn't they just take let a me, shot let me and finish. do it? That's bullshit. What assholes? But Tuesday night, after hearing from angry residents at a city council meeting, the city promised to spend up to $40,000 to certify 16 firefighters in land-based water rescues. How tough is that? You fucking swim out and you grab the guy. Yeah. But he probably would have resisted because he, from, uh, let me see, let me just get through the rest of this here and see. Um, that doesn't make sense. Um, okay. This just strikes me as not just a problem with funding, but a problem with the culture of what's going on in our city that no one would take the time and help this drowning man. KGO quoted resident Adam Gillette as saying, what is KGO? Oh, that's the TV channel, the local TV channel. A witness, Perry Smith, said Zach was visible from the shore of Crown Memorial State Beach and was looking at people. We ex- a fucking witness sat there. So that dickhead, too, we just sort of stood there. We expected to see at some point that there would be a concern for him, said another witness, Gary Barlow. Gary's bunch a of, dick, bunch too. Of people They're all this. fucking assholes. I, um, let me read this. Fuck them. Calm down. Witness Sharon... Brunetti told the Mercury News that Zach's stepmother stopped her on the beach and asked her to call 911, saying he was threatening to take his own life. Zach gradually inched out farther and farther from the shore, but occasionally glanced back over his shoulder at the beach, Brunetti said. The next thing he was floating face down. Okay, you know what? So he's looking back there going, I can't believe none of these assholes are trying to stop me. Uh, or he's saying, oh, I'm going to be able to do it. Too, and the next paragraph, too shallow for a boat. The Coast Guard was called to the scene, but the water was too shallow for its boat. A Coast Guard helicopter arrived more than an hour later because it had been on another call and had to refuel. As for police, they didn't have the gear for the cold water and couldn't risk being pulled under. Certainly this was tragic, but police officers, police officers are tasked with ensuring public safety, including the safety of personnel who are sent to try to resolve these kinds of situations. I'm sorry, that's bullshit. He was engaged in a deliberate act of taking his own life, Lynch told the Mercury News. We did not know whether he was violent, whether drugs were involved. It's not a situation of a typical rescue. I don't think it's like he just walked off the beach. It sounds like it was a different type of area. It sounds like he was just walking off the beach. There are no lifeguards at the beach, okay. Clearly. Said Isa Polt Jones, a spokeswoman with the East Bay Regional Park District. Signs of the park advise swimmers to enter water at their own risk. Kind of messed up. That's fucked up. All those people fucking watched. You don't mean to tell me that like 10 people couldn't have gone out there and dragged the fucking guy back. Uh, That's bullshit. Assholes. Every single one of them. I don't know. I'm going to start a Facebook group that says, if you watch that guy in San Francisco kill himself, you're a douchebag. Yeah, you don't have the energy to do that. You know, but I'm going to do it from my phone. (laughs) I I don't know. If I can do it from my phone, I'm going to fucking do it. Here's here's one. Bring okay. the funny back. Groups. Yeah, go ahead. Bangladeshi woman takes a tiger's penis to police. <laughs> That's funny. Why? Dhaka, Bangladesh. A 40-year-old Bangladeshi woman cut off a man's penis during an alleged attempt rape and took it to a police station as Why evidence. Why was she trying to rape him? I don't know. If you cut that part off, it's not going to work. Exactly. No, no. She's a on. horrible rapist. And took it to the police station as evidence. Police in a remote part of the country said Monday. The woman, a married mother of three, was attacked Saturday night while she was sleeping in her shanty in... Where did she, what did she cut it with? In, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, in a district 120 miles south of Dhaka, uh, officer said, as he tried to rape her, the lady cut off his penis with a knife. 
Then nice. she wrapped it up in a piece of polyethylene and brought it to the Jalakathi police station. That's horribly yeah. butchered, just like that guy's crotch. <laughs> As evidence of the crime, police uh, Abul Kair said, the woman filed a case accusing the man, who is also 40 and married father five, of attempted rape, saying that he harassed her for six months. The severed penis was kept at the police station, and the rape suspect was undergoing treatment in the hospital. We shall arrest him once his condition gets better, Kahir added. Once he's up and around. Oh. All right. You know what? Here's the thing. Uh, okay, and I understand it's 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 the whole your senses are heightened and it's adrenaline and all that. All right. He's trying to rape her, so you can assume that she's down. Yeah. Okay, he's above her. She gets a knife and she has presence of mind. Really think about that. You're down uh-huh. like this, you know, folks, like this. Okay, yeah. and he's coming to you, right? She just grabbed. Whoosh, okay? Yeah. okay, why did she just stab the fucker? Oh, no, no, because now think about it. He has to live with that. And they're gonna reattach knows. it, and he's gonna pee in a bag for the rest of his life. Yeah, fuck that, just kill the motherfucker. No, that's too good for him. Yeah, I agree. Let down, he'll probably get killed in prison because he's a rapist well it's also indian prison okay i don't know not as bad as turkish prison though well no all right let's see um that's fucked up egyptian general admits virginity checks conducted on protesters that's how, how the fuck do you do that a senior Egyptian general admits that virginity checks were performed on women arrested at a demonstration this spring. The first such admission after previous denials by military authorities. The allegations arose. How do you do that? Very, very humiliatingly, I think. Yes, so. The allegations arose in an Amnesty International report published weeks after the March 9 protest. It claimed female demonstrators were beaten, given electric shocks, strip searched, threatened with prostitution charges, and forced to submit to virginity checks. At the time, uh, Major Amir Imam said 17 women had been arrested but denied allegations of torture or, quote, virginity tests. Where was this again? Cairo. Oh, man. Yeah, all fucking crazy over there. But now a senior general who asked not to be identified said the virginity tests were conducted and defended the practice. The girls who were detained were not like your daughter or mine, the general said. These were girls who had camped out in tents with male protesters in Tahrir Square. And we found the tents, we found in the tents Molotov cocktails and drugs. So basically he found some handkerchiefs and probably some vodka yeah. and some pot. <laughs> the general said the virginity checks were done so that the women wouldn't later claim they had been raped by Egyptian authorities. We didn't want them to say we had sexually assaulted or raped them, so we sexually assaulted them. <laughs> no, sorry. So we wanted to prove that they weren't virgins in the first place, the general said. None so of them, we had to fuck them. None of them were virgins. The demonstration occurred. God forbid that a woman does whatever she wants with apparently, her body. Apparently so. Sorry. Horace forbid. It is Egypt. There we go. Check Egypt off your list of places we pissed no, off No, we today. already did because the ninja thing. Well, that wasn't even so bad. Oh, no, this is better. The demonstration occurred nearly a month after Egypt's longtime president, Hosni Mubarak, stepped down amid a wave of popular and mostly peaceful unrest aimed at his ouster and the institution of democratic reforms. You know what? The next paragraph should say something like, so despite what, so despite a relatively uh, peaceful change of power, things are still pretty fucked up in Egypt. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, let's see what it says. Afterward, Egypt's military, which had largely stayed on the sidelines of the revolution, officially took control of the nation's political apparatus as well until an agreed-upon constitution and elections. Um, let's see. But things All are right. still pretty fucked up in Egypt. Yeah. So what do you want? You want the Adam and Eve one? The surprise one? Oh, no, give me the, the surprise. I'm proposing to make my school a prison. Yeah, fuck that. Just give me the surprise. No, no, I think that's interesting. Westfield, Massachusetts. Is this the surprise or the prison? This is the surprise one. Okay. Students suspended for Star Wars lightsaber duel. What the fuck? Did, let me read this before you go off. Okay? Promise? Fine. It's bullshit, though. Two students suspended for fighting with lightsabers. Westfield, Mass. A staged fight with lightsabers is causing a lot of commotion at Westfield High School. Two Westfield High seniors have been suspended for 10 days because of the lightsaber fight. Kevin Carr is a senior there and said he was in the lunchroom when it happened. (laughs) He explained that the two boys are friends and planned a fake lightsaber Star Wars fight because there's real lightsaber fights. That's the only problem I have with the whole article. Then they were escorted out. It should have said a fake. It should have said planned a fake fight with lightsabers. Right? Because it's not a real fight. But obviously you're using fake lightsabers. You're being pretty good not saying anything. I've bitten through my tongue (laughs) four times. They were escorted out and given the suspension and the news that they would not be walking at graduation next Friday. This incident has promoted students to start a Facebook page, which I joined. Because it's bullshit. You don't need to anymore. I'll explain why in a second. Uh, Protesting to let the two walk at graduation. They say the punishment is too harsh. No one else got hurt from it. It wasn't during the class periods or anything. So the page just reset. That's weird. Uh, It wasn't during the class periods or anything. So I thought it was very innocent and innocent prank uh, as a joke, said Carr. But principal head up my ass. Raymond Broderick says differently. They very easily could have hit another student, and they could have started something different. Someone could have gotten hurt, and it was just a disruptive situation. Oh, fuck, just by walking in the goddamn building, someone could have gotten hurt, you stupid piece of shit. And they understand Sorry. it is not acceptable. That's my fat fuck voice there. Broderick did say that there will be a hearing next week. He said he has received written apologies. They will discuss then whether the two will be able to walk at graduation. Now, this was posted on Friday the 27th. And within hours of the Facebook page starting up, they changed it. They said, okay, they can they can walk at graduation. Because people started telling stories about the massive lightsaber fight in the common area the year before. Oh, really? Yeah. Fucking. I'm embarrassed. First, we have to worry about fucking werewolves. Yeah, wow. And now you can't even have a decent lightsaber fight. What a douche. I mean, see, this is this is one of the fucking oh, you know, I got something that pissed me off. All oh right, boy. so this, but this is what pisses me off. On on one level, I can, you know what, you can you can see, you know what, they had sticks, they were hitting. Yes, there was a potential for someone getting hurt. Sure, okay, but here's the thing, I got news for you. Okay, two kids jump up, start wielding lightsabers. Okay, do you know what's going to happen? You people, sit back and go, oh shit, a lightsaber fight. People are going to step back. And yeah. go, oh, wait, I want to see how this plays out. Exactly. Okay, or they're going to turn around and go, fucking geeks, and they're going to yeah, walk away. Okay? Pretty much. What the fuck? Common sense there, dude. Common fucking sense. Yeah, I know. Just, oh. I know. Fucking people, man. Well, uh, yeah. 
So the thing is, like, you, schools have the zero tolerance for weapon thing. Like, um, I watched Joe Pesci kill a guy with a pen. So why don't you take all the pens and pencils away yeah, while exactly. you're at it? This could have happened. This could have happened. Paintbrushes. You know take, take all the sculpture tools out of away. Eyes. Maybe uh, any musical instrument that could be hit, you could hit somebody with. Drumsticks. I mean, guitars, you know, heavy enough to kill somebody yeah. with. So, why? hey, no cars in the parking lot either. <laughs> Seniors can't drive to school because that's a deadly weapon, I'm too. I'm like, what the fuck? No chopsticks. Every, know, every, 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 you know what? Every fucking year. I could kill every people Every fucking year keys. around this time. Around this time. There's some story about some stupid jackass yeah. fucking principal threatening to take away somebody's, you know, walk-in at graduation. Yeah. What the fuck? Take your authority and just yeah. fucking relax. Honestly, asshole. I think the whole graduating class needs to go out and just raid every Toys R Us and Target in the area and buy as many lightsabers as possible. And bring them to graduation. Yeah. And or I, you know what? Don't go to graduation. Don't no, they walk. should all go to graduation. But then when any time the principal's going to stand up and talk, they need to turn them all on so they have like 300 humming lightsabers. What the fuck? But you know what they do now? They started, I, I know that they did this with my class. They uh, they gave you um, a voucher that you turned in later to get your actual diploma. You know so what, if you though? did anything during graduation, you wouldn't get it. It's like, dude, I finished school. But, I, I mean, don't that's care the thing. The, the piece fucking of piece of paper doesn't matter. Nobody's okay? ever asked to see my diploma. Exactly. This is Stupid. not 1955. What a douche. Yeah. Well, what, what can fucker. you do? All right, let's Dutch. let's do this one about the school. All right. Um, I'm proposing to make my school a prison. What the fuck? Where's this tool? <laughs> Um, I think it's Michigan. Oh, my God. Uh, only slightly tongue-in-cheek suggestion by Nathan Boots, superintendent of the public schools in Ithaca, Michigan. Consider the life of a Michigan prisoner. They get three square meals a day, access to free health care, internet, cable television, access to a library, a weight room, computer lab. They can earn a degree, a roof over their heads, clothing. Everything we just listed, we do not provide for our school children. <laughs> that is why I'm proposing to make my school a prison. And they get federal funds for all that shit. The, Smart st- guy. the state of Michigan spends annually somewhere between three hundred thousand, uh, sorry, thirty and forty thousand per prisoner. Yet we are struggling to provide schools with seven thousand dollars per student. Good move. I all guess. Right. I guess we need to treat our students like they're prisoners with equal funding. Please give my students three meals a day. Please give my children access to free health care. Please provide my school district internet access and computers. Please put books in my library. Please give my students a weight room so they can be big and strong. See, now that's a principal or a superintendent who's got their shit together. Yeah. We provide all these things to prisoners because they have constitutional rights. What about the rights of the youth? Our future. No, I agree with that. Do it. Yeah. That's that's impressive. Good for him. Yeah, it's a good point. We need more people standing up like that. Yeah. I'm very glad Derek sent that to us. I'm very glad he sent that. And here's one that I think Randy sent to us. And this rounds it all out. And then we can go to break and come back for It's going to make me laugh or is it going to infuriate me? Adam and Eve recognizes 25-year anniversary of Federal Raid. Nice. So it'll probably be a little bit of both. Yeah. Hillsboro, North Carolina, May 27th, 2011. Adam and Eve and adamandeve.com are known as America's most trusted source for adult products. That's where I go. I don't buy adult products. It's hard to... Well, anything technically that you buy for yourself is an adult product. Fuck that. 
Uh, it's hard to imagine now, but 25 years ago this week, that was the week of the 27th. So that's great. That's when I graduated high school, 25 years ago. Um, the then small but thriving mail order company was raided by 37 armed law enforcement agencies on May 29th, 1986, and backed by the Reagan administration's Mies Commission. Prosecutors declared Adam and Eve President Phil Harvey a peddler of obscenity. Nice. The surprise raid, in which 118 employees were detained, searched, subpoenaed, and held for questioning, yielded no evidence of illegal activity. It did, however, lead to eight years of legal battles, nearly a million dollars in legal fees, and historical changes in the justice system itself. A lot has changed since the raid of 1986, but many longtime Adam and Eve employees remember the fear surrounding the events that took place that day. Peg Eaton, who has been with the company for 30 years, recalls it this way. It was a scary event. Very intimidating. The officer searched our pocketbooks and briefcases and took our pictures. When I told the agent I didn't want my picture taken, he said they could come to my house to get a picture. They wouldn't even let our attorney into the building to talk to us. Adam and Eve marketing director Cindy Lutz remembered the solidarity she felt standing side by side with coworkers over the copy machines they rented so that authorities wouldn't take the only copies of company records after the raid. I had a tremendous I had tremendous faith that we weren't doing anything wrong, she said. Vice President of Adam and Eve, David Groves, said it was a horrible ordeal for the employees after being searched, interrogated, and subpoenaed. A lot of people went home scared to death, afraid they'd be arrested and lose their jobs. But when they came to work the next day, and almost everyone did, that's great. I like that. Uh, That fear turned to anger. They wanted to fight back. Today, Adam and Eve is recognized as the leader in adult business. Along with its respected product review process and involvement with noted sex therapists, Adam and Eve employs 375 at its headquarters in the Meadowlands Business Park in Hillsborough, North Carolina. Despite the government's attempts to shut it down, Adam and Eve have grown and flourished. It recently celebrated its 40th anniversary and has received numerous national and international awards, including being named Business of the Year by the local Chamber of Commerce in 2005. So, as if any of this shit is any indication, anytime Republicans are in charge, all the shit you like is threatened to be taken away. Yeah, this whole thing, and we didn't. We, we're gonna have to devote a whole entire segment to this whole Medicare crap that, that the Republicans are. They voted. They they have a, a symbolic vote. They they want to take Medicare away. Seventy four percent of the people polled say. Fuck you. Yeah. Even Boehner is like backing up. He's like, I don't even know why we did this. Right. That is a, that is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. So um, I think we said last week that um, a district around Buffalo always has been Republican, lost to a Democrat. Oh, did they? Because of the health care vote. And if you listen, the, the Democrats are saying they want to end Medicare. They want to kill Medicare. They want to kill Medicare. They finally have a fucking message and they're staying on point. Yeah. And it's funny to hear the right wing criticize. They asked they asked one of them uh somebody a question and they, and it, it it's like okay so what what is it that you want to do um if they want to kill Medicare? What is it that you are proposing we do? And she says, "Doesn't matter. They want to kill Medicare." Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, look, she didn't even answer the fucking question." 
Like, you guys don't even listen to the right. questions. You ask Palin a question or Trump. And by the way, the two of them had dinner the other day. They ate pizza with forks. That's not even human behavior. The only time you should eat pizza with a fork is if you're in Chicago eating deep dish. You should never eat pizza with a fork. Chicago deep dish pizza is kind of like a baked salad with meat in it. That's why I think you can eat it with a fork. I don't know. But not not a New York slice. That's no. bullshit. I think the two of them are going to run together. Because Trump's, no, Trump's saying, oh, I might run again. Fuck you, you fat Fuck prick. No, I'll he's beat you up. <laughs> Romney's going to run. He's Romney will run, but Palin is going to give him a run for his money if she decides to get into it. And I, I don't think she'd be stupid I to get to into go- it. You know what, though? I mean, really, she would be she, stupid to get into it because she gets all the exposure that she yeah. wants. She can say whatever the fuck she wants. Oh, yeah. She's making tons of money. Yep. She'd be stupid to do it. It'd be a fucking pay cut. Oh, she would. It definitely would be. All right. But I then mean, the money she not, would make afterwards, I think, is what she's looking after at. After running? A- after, no, if she won. There's no fucking way she would win. No, there, there isn't. Is but John no McCain said that she, they, that she could win. It's like we're not that stupid. There we, is no the whole fucking country way she is could not win. that stupid. I, here's the debate between <laughs> between Obama and Palin. So President Obama, the economy, it's a big problem. What is your the next step in your plan to fix the economy? And he'll just go, people, seriously, it's fucking Sarah Palin. <laughs> all right. I could just flush the toilet down the tubes for you right now. You know, flush the country down the toilet, right down the tubes. I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying. He's a much better speaker than I. All you'd have to I'm do is go. Him justice. Really, really. Just get Seth and Amy out there. Yeah, really? exactly. Really, have them have them moderate the debate. Oh my god! Like he just point. She she just needs to point. And go. Come on. Come on. What is your biggest fear for the U.S. economy? Right there. Right there. Don't don't look her in the eye. She's. She's an idiot. But I, I want to see I want to see Trump and Palin and Bachman and Palenti. I want a debate. I just want to see a debate. Just all of them. Oh, it would be hilarious. We, we would need we would need um a religious bingo card and a talking point bingo card and like we just see which one hits first. And you know what? John Stewart, do you know what John Stewart's segment on that would be? It, we would watch him have an, uh, a, a fucking seizure because he doesn't know where to start. All, all he would do is just replay the whole thing. Yeah, pretty much. He goes, this one writes itself. I gave I gave the writers the night off. Exactly. Yeah. Anywho. All right. Let's do this last break here. A little happier song this time. Yeah, okay. So the super douche woman.
All right, I'm here with Bill Byforce and Mr. Chris to tell you a little bit about Outside the Cinema. All right, Reverend Scott, take uh, us to church. Uh, what can we expect to find from a typical show? Two hours of just random blabber. <laughs> uh, is there anyone's coattails you wrote in on to popularity? I'm the guy that fucking burns the coattails and then pisses on them. You review all these exploitation, <laughs> horror, comedy, cult, and often all-around terrible movies. You must have a strong driving force that keeps you going. Ego. <laughs> I don't know if I've heard you say that before. Uh, yeah, I've been saying that for a while. Really? I have been saying that for a while. Also, I'm high on smack. Well, it's definitely working for you guys. Yeah. People are coming out in droves to support you on iTunes. We just the other day got a, a, a one-star review on iTunes. Well, that is one <laughs> That is one star too many. Let me tell you. The worst fucking piece of shit I've ever heard. This has been great, guys. Thanks, Scott. Oh, that was good. Oh, he's got you crying over there. Uh, I'm good for the rest of the year. Nice. That was too much. Hi, this is famous Hollywood producer Robert Evans. You know, I've made a lot of powerful enemies during my time in Hollywood. Like the time I pushed Steve McQueen in front of a moving car on the set of The Getaway because he was macking on my lady, Allie McGraw. But I've made one great friend, a boffo friend, if you will, since I retired. It's called Show Show. And it's the best fucking movie podcast ever. It's even better than cocaine, which I would know a lot about. Visit Show Show at showshow.podomatic.com or search Show Show, all one word, in the iTunes store. Hey, fans, it's Ken Forey. Just want to tell you about Mail Order Zombie. Great company. They review zombie films, any zombie film, every zombie film, and it's uh, something you should tune into. So if you get a chance, go to the website, look these guys up, Mel Zombie, and find out what the hot zombie films are today. What's going on? These guys are right on the, the cutting edge of, of reviewing zombie movies, and if you're a zombie, or you want to be a zombie, or you're thinking about being a zombie, or your mom's a zombie, your dad's a zombie, or your damn mother-in-law's a zombie... Tune in the mill or the zombie, baby. You'll find out what's going on. Ken Forey, and that's out. Kind of thing sounds like um, iTunes reviews. Oh my god! You want to give me a one star review? Fine, go fuck yourself. Oh my! It was just I don't care anymore. I can't. I used to get worried about iTunes reviews and comments on Podcast Alley, and it's like you're fucking coward. You want to tell me I suck? Do like that. Do like that one dude did. Yeah. 
and be a man about it and get I drunk will, and phone will, it in. Oh, he was sober, I think. Was he? And I will respect I was you that for that. Well, we're always drunk. So. Hey, can I just do a shout out to Apple stores? I guess. No, customer service, man, is the shit. Yeah. All right. My camera was looking like it was doing some weird shit, so I brought it in. Yeah. All right. And um, as it turns out, it was because the um, the back up near the lens had gotten a couple little scratches on it. Huh. All right. Replaced the whole back for me. Really? Yeah. $30 job cost me nothing. Had it done in 15 fucking minutes. Wow. They're the shit. I don't even know how you'd get the fucking thing Neither apart. Neither do I, man. That's why they call them fucking geniuses. Well, according to Sheldon, it's a very liberal use of the word genius. Well, and an, and an, and an overrated use of the word bar, because I guess they don't let you drink. Well, you can show up drunk. That's okay. Oh, I do. All right, shall we? Uh, Let's hear what we got for feedback. This is not going to be pleasant. Hey there, Chris and Frank. It's me, no Reverend Scott. I'm pretty excited about this segment yeah, this week. Else. Mainly because I finally got you guys to sit down with me for a proper interview. It was nice to get some direct responses to questions I'm sure most of the Are You Serious listeners were all asking. Oh, boy. All right. I like the music. It's so soothing. Yeah, and then it's just like a dick. I'm at the Are You Serious podcast studios talking to Chris and Frank. I have my music going for some ambiance. I'll try and keep this pretty quick. I know you uh, You said you have a lot to do later on, Frank. Because he's up to three prostitutes a night. <laughs> well, I can see how that keep you pretty busy, Frank. Why am I so tired? I don't know, because you're a pussy. I, <laughs> so, you know, let me start with you, Chris. Uh, your show centers around entertainment, media events, uh, political talk, and a um, large majority of pop culture. Um, what I'd like to know is... Uh, do you talk about your penis so much to compensate for something? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no, seriously. You're always like, penis, cock, cock. Oh, come on. Okay, okay. Seriously now, Chris. <laughs> Growing up, did you feel like a specific size penis was the goal? Like six inches, and it would have been it would have been fine. Well, I hope you hit your goal, buddy. <laughs> this one's a little smaller. Hold on. I, I, I didn't ask that. Uh, anyways. We, which way do you think that swings? No, anyways, we, we better move on before he tells us how he tried to suck his own dick. But there's no way I could have reached it. <laughs> I, I don't see how I could have bent that far. Really? My back's a little sore, whatever. But. Anyways... So, Frank, um, I can tell by looking at you that you're you're pretty much a man's man, you know. But but a little birdie told me that you you may not have always uh, wanted things to be that way. You know, I mean, I wouldn't. I you know, I kind of promised I wouldn't say who told me that. You, for instance, were gonna you know change sex. Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> okay, it was Chris who told me. But now that now the cat's out of the bag, it, it surprises me that you would consider something like that. It seems like there would be a you know a lot of problems you'd face in society. Of course, I can't pull off high heels. My ankles would no, but you'd love the boobs. Oh God, I would love that. I'd play with myself every minute, definitely. Which is different from now. Oh, uh, in, in no way whatsoever. I can believe that. So, Chris, you obviously have twin daughters. I met them downstairs, and they're cute. They stepped on my feet and punched me in the balls. It's still cute. Uh, what I was going to say though is, uh, you know, I can see how you'd name one after Ripley a strong uh, female role model in cinema. Uh, any particular reason in naming your other daughter Nova on her birth certificate? For some reason, I just could not bring myself to put labias. <laughs> oh, sounds to me like you made the right decision. Damn. Nova is an infinitely better name. <laughs> yes. Oh, you know what? Uh, speaking of names, 
Um, it just so happens I have a letter here from some fans. Oh, no. Now, if I could just remember their names. Okay, here we go. Um, I'm going to read this out loud. I, I thought it would be kind of fun. Okay. Uh, dear Chris and Frank, we are Dave and Kathy Burton, and we are diehard Are You Serious podcast fans. Uh, we're writing this email to Reverend Scotts in hopes that it reaches you too. Um, we originally sent it to the podcast email, but it, we never heard it read on the show. It must have been lost in your email account. You know, that's sort of like nature's way of weeding out the fucking idiots of the world. <laughs> you know? Uh, okay. We've listened to every episode since the beginning, and we love how the show has improved and grown. We love the media stories, news, political talk, and religious opinions you discuss. Although we could probably do a little less with the TV show discussion. What the fuck? You know what? Oh, my God. Hold on, Frank. Other than the modern family talk, guys, we love every second of the show, especially the Reverend Scott segment at the end. <laughs> Thanks for all the great content, Dave and Kathy Burton. Well, that was a nice letter. Uh, you want to you take a look at this, Chris? You want to read it, too? Let me, let me read what it. What the fuck? These fucking people. Can I fucking ask? You know what? Can I finish? Fuck Kathy and Dave or whatever the fuck their names are. Fucking douchebags. It is what Kathy and Dave. Asshole. Cunt bags. Whatever the fucking goddamn. Fuck. Fuck you. Fucking assholes. Are you done? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, that should fucking retard. Dumb motherfucking fuckers. Well, that should ensure a nice iTunes review. Um. I'm about out of time, so before we go, uh, Chris, uh, let's do some rapid-fire questions on our lightning round. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say a word or phrase. Uh, Tell me the first thing you think of. Peanut butter. Porn on computer. Mm. Vacation. Photographed nude. Mm. Mexico. Interracial sex. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. The fun house. Sex in a mirror. (laughs) Grade school. Sex with a foreigner. I don't remember saying any Going of that. To church. <laughs> Anal sex. <laughs> Family reunion. Photographed performing a sexual act. Really? Wedding anniversary. <laughs> sex with more than one person in the course of one day. Oh, oh I remember all right. this now. July of 1994. Sex with more than 100 different people. (laughs) Last but not least, Bill Fulkerson. Sexual fantasies about past lovers. (laughs) Yeah, excellent job, Chris. Uh, So what did you think of the interview, Chris? An extremely long, hard, thick, and girthy process that I just wasn't prepared for. Yeah, that's understandable. And, And Frank? Let's take you and your dick. And go outside for a while. Yeah, that's not going to (laughs) happen. Next time, buddy. Maybe next time. So anyways, I'm Reverend Scott, Chris, Frank, peace and love. Uh, Fuck you. you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's going to be used a lot. What Uh, the fuck was I going on about? It was the genderless baby. Oh, yeah. Fuck them. Uh, hey, before we get too far into this here. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. That was hilarious. I, again. Um, on July 30th, um, I'm going to be playing a show in Boston. Apparently, oh, cool. I'm in a band now. All right. Congratulations. Yeah. I'm going to be playing with a band called Fog Wizard. Tell and me we're to do send an- me a thing to make me join that thing. I thought I did. No, I didn't get anything. Oh. Well, I'm gonna be, we're going to be playing at the Midway Cafe between 4 and 8. It's in Jamaica Plain, so 
Um, yeah. The band generally doesn't have a bass player, and the, the demo that they recorded doesn't have a bass track to it. So guess what my instructions were? Make a bass track for this song. Make something up. Nice. Yeah. Six songs, I got to come up with a bass line. So. That's cool. Congratulations. Thank you. We'll What's see. the name of the band? Fog Wizard. All right. Yep. So it's AreYouSeriousPodcast at gmail.com and 206-338-3094. Have a great week, kids. Penis. Oh, cock, cock. saying he went because uh, many people thought the 9-11 story and the attack overwhelmed everything else and, and had us looking elsewhere, worried about Afghanistan and other terror attacks. Yes, and I think that's one of the factors that's protected uh, President Obama. Think of the last two and a half years. Think about all the big news stories, uh, all the things that have happened, economic dislocation and war and Osama bin Laden and even Mother Nature. All of these things uh, crowd out scandal stories. Scandal stories tend to happen during slow news periods. I always say, beware, not the Ides of March, beware the summer doldrums. That's that's often the point of greatest danger for a president. Sure. And in fact, uh, Presidents uh, Reagan and Bill Clinton both uh, suffered significant first term scandals as well. But, but here's something a little different, uh, perhaps this time, Larry. And that is the fact that wouldn't you agree that the mainstream media has been so supportive of this president they might be reluctant, perhaps, to report on a scandal? I think that's also an explanation for why it hasn't happened. Now, look, there are plenty of conservative media outlets, and I think they jump on something if they had the information. Now, it may come from, say, uh, Congressman Darrell Issa at the mm -hmm. Oversight Committee in the House of Representatives. That may end up being the source of this information uh, if and when it comes out. And look, don't forget, the major news organizations, mainstream media, have been cut back dramatically. They don't have the kind of repertorial staffs. They don't have the kind of investigative units they once did. I think that also affects the fact mm -hmm. that there haven't been more scandals. End of line.